The expressed views of the following podcast are those of the hosts and theirs exclusively. They do not represent the views of our sponsors. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is your gracious and humble host, Nick Stevenson. Is your house haunted? No, not by ghosts and goblins. I'm talking about insects and rodents. It doesn't have to be Halloween for critters to make your house a spooky place to be. If you have these unwanted guests, you already know what I'm going to tell you. There's only one man to call, and that is Stephen Terry at Stephen Terry Pest Elimination. Talk to anybody that's hired Stephen, and they're going to tell you the same thing. The man gets the job done. Say goodbye to those unwanted visitors, because once you call Stephen Terry, they ain't coming back. Monthly mosquito treatments, fire ant treatment, flea treatment, DIY kits, and so much more. Don't waste your time with the guys who knock while you're trying to have dinner with your family or the guys calling at the worst times of day. You get on the phone and you call 713-477-0047. And make sure you tell them that Nick from the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast sent you. If it's scary, call Stephen Terry. Live from the Stephen Terry Pest Elimination Studio, this is the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. Smells like a gym bag. It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now, introducing the best damn podcast crew in the biz, here's your host, Nick Stevenson. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world. Welcome to episode 64 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Nick Stevenson, and two-thirds of the greatest podcast crew in the biz are here today, starting with the Queen of Naomi, who I hope has a mic. That's the live. Queen of Naomi. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Queen of Podcasts. I was thinking about your mic. The Queen of Podcasts, Naomi, is totally in the building. The queen of Naomi too. I could tell your mic was off. So I <laughs> my brain was like completely fried. <laughs> Everyone stare at the B roll right now. I, I am so upset with Man, you came right be- dressed in business attire and everything. I, I thought you was gonna be ready. <laughs> this jacket looks like this, this jacket looks like doo-doo brown on this camera. <laughs> And that I, looks like Deer Park Maroon. Oh, oh, that voice you're hearing is Josh Beard, the bearded producer, and he is at the Upscale Roofing Producer's Desk. What a dude. What's going on, man? It's going. All right, man. It's good to be back. It's I want to say I want to say that once again, you guys killed it last week. Very entertaining show. And I got to listen to the whole thing as I was driving to Dallas. <laughs> and a couple spots, um, I lost reception out there, but uh, it was a good show. I really enjoyed it. And you guys sound like you had a good time. Always. I wanted to, there was when after the after my phone call and I and I hung up there was a couple like I I guess FOMO is fair I hope like not in a negative way but like I was like oh I want to talk about this too because you, as you guys were developing the conversation but I got to experience the show what it's like when my wife is downstairs watching <laughs> I realized and she, I discovered that she talks like she's with us but she's not <laughs> like she responds to the things that we say. <laughs> So like I'm driving and she's like, oh no, this and that, this and that. And I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, oh, I do this all the time when I'm watching downstairs. I'm like, that's cool, that's cool. We need to secretly put a mic down there. That would be funny. And that I didn't really say funny. anything. Or a camera? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Yep, that's happening. You just gave it, you just gave it away, man. He'll, now she's gonna look for she'll it. She'll never know. <laughs> oh, she don't oh, know. Man. She don't know. <laughs> but guys, welcome to episode sixty-four. 
We are chugging along, getting ever so closer to that 100th episode. Um, if you guys want to support the show, once again, there are three ways to do so. You can go to the Spirit Swag Store, spiritswagstore.com. Purchase all of the merch that you need to rep your favorite podcast and style. Also, if you look in the show notes of the video you're watching or the podcast that you're listening to, you will find a link to our tip jar. Please leave us a tip. If you're enjoying the show, we're not going to ask you to leave a tip just because, you know, hopefully you're enjoying it, though. You could, though. You could. <laughs> if you just wanted to be nice, I mean, it'll help you get into heaven, I'm sure. <laughs> but anything that you give to us, we are going to put back into the production of this podcast so we can keep bringing you good content. And we are still doing local sales of our cold brew. If any of our Deer Park, Laporte, the good parts of Pasadena. <laughs> wanna... wow. <laughs> um, I mean the parts of Pasadena with the good roads. Ah, yeah, I just got new tires, and I don't want to mess up my suspension. Yeah, so, yeah, if you live on the Dookie Roads, I'm sorry, I'll, you'll have to come to my house and pick it up. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're we're selling the cold brew, and that's that's a hot ticket item right now. It's uh, and it's good stuff because so. it's freaking delicious. Yes, and it's got a badass label too. So that's part <laughs> of the problem, Ooh. or part of the solution and reason that that's happening. All right, let me go down my notes here. Make sure I didn't forget anything. Cool, that's good. Um, make sure you follow us on all of our platforms. And subscribe on YouTube, hit the notification bell, all that jazz. And then wherever you listen to your podcast, please follow us. And we would love if you'd leave us a review. We were just looking at our Apple podcasts, all you iPhone users. Uh, we haven't had a review in like a year, so let us know how we're doing. Preferably good, but if it's bad, we'll we'll take it, you know. Yeah, no, don't you mess up our five-star review. Yeah, we have five stars right now, so please. <laughs> we might have just fucked up. We yeah, might have just fucked just, up. <laughs> you should have said the rating <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, somebody's going to go fuck that up on purpose. Don't you do it. I'll find you. For real, for real. But yeah, we appreciate everybody being here. We're going to have a good time. Today's episode is entitled The Pursuit of Sloppiness. Uh, if you've not been living under a rock for the last few days, you probably know what we're going to talk about. But before we do that... Let's get to headlines with Naomi. Headlines. Headlines. All right. Uh, a little update on the Russian-Ukrainian war. Uh, several hundred Russian soldiers were forced to hastily withdraw from the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine after suffering, quote-unquote, acute radiation sickness from contaminated soil, according to Ukrainian officials. So, um can't say I'm too disappointed about that. Um, students of a New Jersey preschool and kindergarten center were sent to the hospital Wednesday after they were served milk cartons filled with sanitizer, officials said. An investigation into a possible contamination of milk at the Early Childhood Development Center revealed that milk cartons were filled with sanitizer used to clean the machines that filled the cartons. Um, so that's fun, letting your kindergartner uh, drink hand sanitizer. That's scary. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, no, that's scary. And they are, they're all hospitalized. So, what? Yeah. How old were these kids again? I'm sorry. Uh, preschool and kindergarten. Yep. Yeah, I would be <sighs> livid. Yeah. And by that, I mean I would hold them down and force hand sanitizer down their throats. <laughs> uh, dredging wow. contract has cleared the way for USS Texas restoration in Galveston. Um, our beloved battleship has numerous leaks in the hole, uh, requiring that the ship be closed. And she will be moved to a dry dock to undergo major repairs in Galveston. Uh, Preserving the warship has never been questioned. 
says the Battleship Texas is one of the Lone Star State's biggest tourist attractions. What is questioned is where the ship will head after those repairs. There's three cities right now competing for the honor of our battleship, and I'm not happy about it. I but feel like one of your headlines last year was that they were moving it to Galveston. Yeah. Is that it's not happening? Happen a couple so, of times. Yeah. yeah. So the three cities, it's Galveston is still one of the options for it to stay there. Another one is Beaumont. Yeah, I don't know why. Sorry, and Beaumont. Baytown. Baytown is close enough to Deer Park, but then why wouldn't you just put... I don't know. I don't, yeah, but then you I might get, get shot. I get mad about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> the 14-year-old teen who fell to his death last week from an amusement park ride in Florida said he was turned away from two other rides at the park because of his size. Um, and this was according to his cousin. So a lot of what you're not seeing in the news right now is, so this kid was 14. He was 6'5", 340 pounds. This yeah. was a big 14-year-old, like definitely larger than average. Yeah, that um, harness was like just like barely over yeah, his chest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, he was there for yeah. a football program. He um, fell from the Orlando Freefall Drop Tower, which takes riders up and then drops them nearly 400 feet at speeds that reach more than 75 miles per hour. Should have so never been allowed on, allowed on that ride. No, and I, there's some... You know, back and forth talk about whether or not he was actually allowed or uh, there was definitely a miscommunication there. But that's like pretty much my worst fear. Yeah. Falling out. Yeah. Yeah. As a person who's probably too big to ride roller coasters myself, I wouldn't even. I I mean, he's a kid, so he's going to try. He wants to do what his friends are doing. Like, it should have been upon somebody. And I'm from somebody who's been kicked off of a roller coaster for being too fat. I know that shit's embarrassing. Um and I mean, I was an adult, so for a kid, I know that would be hard. But, but I mean, at least he'd be living to tell the story, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's, that's um, sad. Really, really sad. Yeah, that's gut wrenching for me. Um, and yeah, boom, that's it. Oh, good job! <laughs> so wildest fades out. There was some more stuff that came out about that too. Was the fact that he had been denied multiple rides during the day, mm-hmm. and so there was mm-hmm. no reason why he should have been on there. Uh, two, if if. You are not screamish. Screamish? Is that the word? Screamish? Squeamish. Um, the video is out there. I've seen it. Um, it is probably the most heartbreaking thing you will see. Yeah, no, I've never you. watched that. Yeah. Um, like, like the video of him hitting the ground. I've seen the slow-mo of him flying out. No, no, no. And that, that was hard enough. Yeah, there, there is nothing of him hitting the ground. Um, but if you've, if you've listened to that, um, yeah. I mean, I can listen to the audio of it right now in my head. And it's just... Yeah, it's no thank you. Just no. I can't do stuff like um, that. But the other mm-hmm. thing is, especially too, with kids, like, ugh. is yeah. the fact that if you've watched the video, the workers did absolutely nothing. Like, as soon as he came out, hit the ground, they didn't try like, to resuscitate him. There's like ten to fifteen, almost twenty seconds of nobody doing anything. Like they're just waiting for the ride to come down. And yeah, but there's probably like an initial shock, right? I don't know I that don't, I would immediately run. Like at first, you'd be like, "What the fuck did I just see?" I can't say I can't say that I would immediately run over there. Yeah, that would be hard. That'd be tough. You're right. Looking at it as a as a person looking at the video now, but it's just it. It's almost weird for human nature for you not to do anything. Like you just go back to your job, like nothing's happening. Like oh look, dude just fell out. Well, yeah. If that was happening this way. Yeah, if that was happening, that's a problem. Yeah, like he was. If they're like letting people off the ride. They were. They were. Oh, they were. Shit. They were having him. They were having people walk past him. Oh. Yeah. And no. some other guy that happened to see him fly out, 
what ran over there and was ch- trying to check his pulse and everything. Yeah. I mean, he hit the ground going 75 miles an hour. It's not really. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that sucks, man. So, I mean, somebody's about to get broke off, like, big time. Someone's about and to that's, not gonna, that's not going <laughs> to bring their son back or, no, you know, their not. brother or their cousin, which is really, really sad. But it, it, let me ask, is that like a permanent structure or is that like a carnival? That's a permanent. I was there. Right? Um, I was there in Orlando. Okay. Uh, in or in or in April. Oh, wow. Usually, you Almost. feel more safe at a place that's like not. Yeah. We threw this up this weekend, yeah. and we're gonna take it away in a couple of days. Yeah. Yep. The little like, traps. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a thing. For, it's down from when we were there. It's right down the street from. We have one at Kimo. Very yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's same I think it's the exact same ride. It's the exact same Which kind I've of thing. Which I've also never ridden. That's scary. I rode that, but yeah, I was it, much skinnier when I rode it. It should be. Um, it's very close to their big Ferris wheel they have there in Orlando. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind wow. of like their boardwalk. So yeah, it's it's a little. I'm with you. If it's carnival, you're not getting me anywhere near that. Yeah, <laughs> I rode the zipper once and actually threw up on the ride. Oh. I'm, I don't mean to go off on a tangent. I was actually on a date with my daughter's mother. We were teenagers, <laughs> and That's I was cute. dressed fresh to death too, bro. Like you couldn't tell me shit. I was like, I had like, oh, I thought I was looking totally fly, right? And I'm about to go with my girl on this ride. And if you if you're familiar with the zipper. It's like an oval-shaped thing, and there's cars, kind of like a Ferris wheel. <laughs> and the thing, like, spins like this, and it goes really fast. And not only does it spin, but your cars spin. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. when it stopped at the top, I was at the top car, and the car was just going like this <laughs> the whole time. And I'm like... <laughs> and um, my girlfriend at the time, who ended up being the mother of my child, she's like, are you okay? And I'm just like... And all of a sudden, I feel my mouth... <laughs> Like just fill up, <laughs> and I'm holding it in like. Oh god! And then it just starts like squirting. <laughs> it starts squirting out of both sides of my life, and I try to turn my head and just be like, Whoa. "Oh god, we can't." At least you didn't throw up on her. I I didn't. There I don't go. think any got on her. But let me tell you the worst part of it that story. Didn't tumble around in there. Let me tell you the worst part of that story. We get off the ride, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm like walking to, and I'm laying down on the sidewalk next to it. <laughs> Next to it. The carnival people don't clean the car up. They just send it up. They just send it up. I'm not lying. You know they why? just send it up. You know why? Because when it starts spinning again, the, the, the force of it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling well. So I'm there long enough to when that car comes back down for them to load it. And they open it up. And the people are like, why is it wet? They're like, oh, we just cleaned it out. <laughs> I shit you not. I shit you not. If I'm lying, I'm dying. If you ever meet my daughter's mom, ask her about that. That literally happened. Ever since then, I will never get on a carnival ride ever again. (laughs) That's gross. So gross. Oh, man. Okay, so before we get into our main topic, let's get an ad for upscale roofing, and then we will get into the slab herd around the world. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning into the show. Real quick. Something special has happened. Now, last season, I told you all about how Larry Showalter of Ellen and Roofing is the consummate professional, offers you service with a smile, treats you like family, and gives back to his community. Well, guess what? Larry has teamed up with our man Stephen Terry and his family, and they have created a dyad in the force. Ellen and Roofing is now upscale roofing, and it is the premier roofing company in the state of Texas. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I believe in these guys that much. Sponsorship be damned. I know these guys personally, and I know how much it means to them to provide the best experience when dealing with issues with your roof, issues you may not even know you have. 
So how about you call Upscale Roofing today and schedule your free roof inspection? The number to call is 281-930-7368. That's 281-930-7368. Tell Larry, Stephen, and the guys that Nick from Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast sent you Upscale Roofing. Our quality is through the roof. That is right. You guys give Upscale Roofing a call. Get that free roof inspection before the summertime comes. It's it's the springtime, so there's probably going to be a lot of rain coming up. So you guys make sure your roofs are in good order, and you tell them that we sent you there. Okay. So what was I what was I doing? I felt like I was watching. I don't think I was. I don't remember what I was watching on TV. I don't know, but I'm the one that broke it to you. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that, that's what I was getting at. I, I get a text message, and Josh is like, "Did you guys see what happened on the Oscars?" Now, full disclosure, I don't remember the last time I sat down and like watched the Oscars live. It's it's been a minute. I used to like watching award shows. You I know, love award shows. Back in the MTV Movie Thank Awards you. days, like uh, the best one was 2001, Jamie Foxx at the Opera House. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. You guys Google it. It was great. Uh, basically, he turned a bunch of hip hop songs into opera. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, so I don't usually watch award shows, and I almost forgot that the Oscars were even on until Josh is like, "Bro, did y'all see what happened?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, full disclosure, I usually have Fubo. Like, I suspended it for a couple of months to like save some money, and I was like, I'm gonna turn. I'm not really watching anything on there. I'm like, I'm gonna turn it back on for the Astros. So like, I immediately tried to open the Fubo app, and I was like." fuck i haven't paid for it yet so i'm like should i just go ahead and pay for it like i want to see what's happening thankfully (laughs) my man josh uh, was right on cue and he sent us the video that i'm going to go ahead and let you play just in case somebody just came out of a coma and decided the first thing they wanted to do was listen to the smells like middle-aged spirit podcast and they haven't seen or heard this video uh we're gonna go ahead and play it for you real quick before we discuss jada i love you gi jane too can't wait to see it all right <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep the wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> wow, dude. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth! I'm going to, okay? (laughs) I could, oh, okay. (laughs) That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. All right. Oh, my. I just want to say to my man Chris Rock, like... When we did our top five comics, he was in my top five. And that displayed why. Like, who the hell gets the absolute dog shit slapped out of them and immediately comes out with... The funniest thing I've heard all week is, wow, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. I I was dying laughing. I thought it was a skit. Like, you know, like in between... So did everybody. (laughs) But I was like, y'all, so I I saw the video. I had it on... So, most this is my little (laughs) secret. I have Twitter... 
The uh-huh. only reason I have Twitter is to keep of, of all the drama. That's literally right. the only reason I have Twitter. Astros, <laughs> that's, 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 that's it. That is Oscars, it. Oscars, I got you. And I saw, I saw trending Will Smith slaps Chris Rock at the Oscars. I was like, <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> Tap on it, watch it. And I was just like, <laughs> that looks like a skit. Right, and then when he sat down, he dropped the two f bombs. I was like, "Yeah, I think that's what man." He hit, think that's bro. It was he real. hit that fucking like man. That was a good fucking. It was. Like, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm just saying. sound drop. That uh, was a good fucking. He hit that like he yeah, was, it was. He was, was. He was serious. It was a Mike Lowry the f bomb. That's what it was. That yeah. Silent. Like bad boy. Like, he enunciated. He did. Fucking like he was. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I but. Because most people that are fans of Will Smith know that he does not cuss unless he's in movies. Mm. There's very rarely you're seeing him doing interviews or anything. He'll say something like that. In every song, he was like, I don't cuss. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cuss. Damn, damn. it. <laughs> I was like, bro, come on. Yeah, you no. stop? Like, it's, it's not a gimmick anymore. I'm sorry. No, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. But no, I feel what you like. We've never seen him like he was then. Yeah, that was complete. It was not Will. I really yeah. felt it was an unhinged Will. Like you Oh, tell, yeah. Like, I feel like Will's been watching Bel Air a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. And it, well, and, and we may get into this, and me and my wife are talking about it. <laughs> I think this was the opportunity to avenge last time when he didn't do shit when his wife decided to say in front of everybody, hey, yeah, I'm yeah. having an entanglement. Yeah. <laughs> we will get into that. As a matter of fact, let's go around the room because... Um, we've kind of touched on a little bit, but I want to hear from each of you what your initial thoughts were. And then after you processed it, like, cause right now there's a very huge debate about did Chris Rock cross the line? Was what, what Will Smith did justified? And I just like to hear your guys take on, on what, you, what your initial reaction was. And then after the fact, what you think about those two statements, I'll so- start with you, Naomi. First of all, I was curious, like, the reason, the main reason I thought it was a skit was because, like, what, Will Smith is sitting in the front row? Second yeah. row? I mean, right. he is, like, right there. So, They knew he was going to win that night. They're like, let's go ahead and give him a front row seat. Yeah, okay, okay. And I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Nobody um, wants to wait for him to walk all the way from the back, yeah. right? <laughs> True. Um, so, I was just, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still just speechless. Yes. Yeah. It's you're, you're still like rock. He's still. Pre- uh, he's. I'll bring up in my part, but yeah, he's still processing that. He said. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like he had a lot of things that just kind of came out all at once and yeah. did. But did you feel but, like Chris Rock's joke justified I feel like his reaction? Chris Rock has joked about her so much that. He had had enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like it was justified, but at the same time, we've had this talk about comedians before, and comedians mm-hmm. kind of have uh, a little bit more leeway. Like, if they have something that they talk about a lot and it's, you know, part of their spiel or whatever, um, then it's funny. And, you know, Will Smith, he's kind of like, you know, he's a funny guy too. Yeah, but he's been I a comedic like, actor most of his career. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like a Him lot and Chris of, Rock know each other. Yeah. Like they're, I feel like a... I don't want to say they're in the same circles now, but at they, some point they in know their each career. other a lot more right now. <laughs> For sure. The reason I asked that is because um let me let me just let me frame it a different way. Because you said you're right, Chris Rock does roast, and you did mention 
that he has roasted Jada in the past. Um, but I, that's that what probably, com- you know, that's what comedians are there for, though. Yeah. Like Chris Rock has roasted a lot of people at the Oscars. So if a boy is making fun of you repeatedly, it just means he's got a crush on you. So Chris Rock just had could a be it. Crush that's could a, be 100%. it. Totally that could be it. Totally could be it. And so now, I think Will Smith was like, "All right, here's my chance. I'm gonna slap the shit out of him right now." <laughs> so here's my thing. You 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 said that um you feel like maybe he just got sick of it, and this has been talked about a lot. His initial reaction, though, he doesn't look like the joke bothered him. Yeah. He was kind of laughing. And I think he looked over and saw that she was not happy. And then that's when something triggered. And I that's the debate right now. And it's one of the things I wanted to get a woman's perspective on. Because I've seen a lot of women say, oh, that's what I want my man to do if anybody ever disrespects me. But here's my question to you. Do you feel like that action was more, was Will defending Jada and her honor? Or was he defending himself and his honor and his ego? I feel like he was defending his pride. I feel like there's been a lot of jabs um, geared towards Jada and Will's relationship. Mm -hmm. Mostly because Jada seems to basically walk all over him. And they've got a weird relationship. And they parent their kids in a weird way. That's the perception from the outside looking Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, I don't know them personally, (laughs) you know. But but we're gonna get to. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring but, him on the show. Yeah, so I think I think it was more about his his pride getting mm-hmm. hurt, and when he probably looked over and saw her, he it probably just pissed him off. He's and, like, I can't. In my opinion, he's like, I can't be the guy who let his wife get talked. I feel like when he went up there, it was more about him than her. And the only yeah. reason I say that is because he lives with this woman. He knows that she has this alopecia. He knows if her balding bothers her or not and we like you said we don't know the dynamics maybe that's something that they joke around about in their house Mm -hmm. but you know when you and your wife are together you guys you can take digs at each other and usually when you're roasting somebody you're not going to roast them about something that you think they're not insecure about i mean what how terrible you do how exactly how terrible of a joke would it have been if chris was like hey jada oh before i say this is there any medical reason that you don't have hair right now Oh, you don't? Okay, I won't say this joke then. Like, that's not how roasts work. Yeah. When you roast somebody, trust me, I've been made fun of for being bald a lot. You you <laughs> emphasize their flaws. And right. That's what it's about. And the so. reason that those movie stars, the reason they bring comedians to the Oscars to do that is because we're talking about Hollywood elites that, I mean, they're beautiful, they're talented, they have all the money in the world. Like, it seems like on the outside looking in, I mean, we know that money is not everything, but... It seems like they're living the perfect life. And the Oscars is just completely about everybody just feeling themselves. And there's a bunch of big heads in the room. So those comedians are kind of there to, like, bring them down to size a little bit. Yeah. Jade yeah. is not the only one that that happens to. Now, so my question is, what's, why, why do you think he shouldn't have made that joke if he knew? Now, according to TMZ, there, somebody in Rock's camp told TMZ that he didn't know about the alopecia. But I'm going to say regardless of whether he knew or not, do you feel like, because we, like you said, we've talked about comedians before. Like, it's their job to be I, controversial. Like, do you feel like whether he knew or not that that was crossing a line? I don't feel like Chris Rock did anything that any other comedian would not have done. I agree with that. I think there's some comedians that if they knew, they may not have said that. Because I saw them do interviews and they said as much. Maybe like a few. Yeah, I saw a few like they were like, if I knew that that was the case, I probably wouldn't go there. But 
There's some but comedians who would. She's beautiful. She was wearing that beautiful dress. She looked fucking amazing. Like, yeah, that's girl, that's one thing. That. That's one thing I was gonna say. As, like you know, Jada wearing her hair right. <laughs> Jada wearing that hairstyle. It looks I, good. I, that, that's my like I said I mentioned I get joked at for being bald and there's a little section of people like it's different because she's a woman which obviously I'm not a woman so I can't understand that and I I don't know like I'm sure for her someone who is at one time was a very huge movie star somebody who's kind of been relegated to kind of a b-list maybe even relegated to being known as Will Smith's wife like that's probably difficult for her so there's probably a lot of factors in that mm-hmm. my thing is is well wasn't bothered and so um do you think he chris rock got what he deserves basically what i'm asking you no but <laughs> i just you know my life and will smith's lives are probably right. on two different what would clint do this is wwcd what <laughs> would clint do <laughs> so clint would probably laugh because he's <laughs> down for the roasts. He's right. in for it. Um, but I would not, he would embarrass me more than Chris Rock's jokes if he had done what Will Smith did. That would be really embarrassing. I'd be like, yeah. dude, get your shit together. This is the fucking Oscar, Oscars. Right. Um, he's a comedian. Like, no, it's it's just This like, is potentially the pinnacle of your career tonight. I would tonight. laugh at it too. So... You wouldn't you know, make it about you. Exactly. It's okay. it's. I am there for the night. I'm there supporting my husband. And yeah. if they want to make jokes on, you know, at my expense, that wouldn't really bother me that much. I just, you know. Even if it was something that you're, let's say you had a medical condition. I mean, you wouldn't mind being bald. I think you're just a different, <laughs> we're, we can't compare you to Jada. Yeah. Because no, I think, they're different. and I'm going to read a quote <laughs> from Jada Smith that was from several, a couple of years ago at her round table. She's just a different kind of breed. I think she's different than you. So it's not fair to ask you, like, well, what would you do? Because I think you, you're absolutely right. Number one, I don't think you would need Clint to defend you. If you were offended, <laughs> I think you'd handle that shit yourself. <laughs> maybe, Na- maybe Naomi would have been up there slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. No, I don't know. He would not get an open palm slap. I'd, yeah. yeah. If you offend me, look. <laughs> you're coming at you. What say you, Josh nose. Beard? Uh, we were kind of going back and forth pretty heavy in the in the chat in our text thread about this. So what say you? So I'll eat a little bit of crow from for those that don't see into our text. Um, <laughs> well, just give us your initial reaction first. Uh, my initial reaction, like I said, was that's that's got to be a skit. Like that's yeah. And if it is, bravo. Um, a- a- until until he set back down. Yeah. And then I realized that that's... Shit got real. <laughs> yeah, shit got real, real quick. Um, Lupita Young's face in the background <laughs> told the whole story. Yeah, she was, she was like... If you guys watch that video over... <laughs> like, at first she seems amused, like, she's oh. Like, ah, yeah. And then the moment she realized it was real, she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah <laughs> then I she see. looked like she just wanted to crawl like off the camera. Because she can probably see herself on the big screen. Oh, right? I'm sure. Yo, she was yeah. just like, oh, yeah. So she's, like, mm-hmm. sinking in her chair, like, holy shit. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for her. No, um... At first, uh, and I think most of y'all know my takes on comedians, and and Nick, thank you for reminding me of that kindly in our text messages when we're going back and forth. But yeah. I, I think the initial reaction, since uh, I guess I knew about her her condition, I was like, man, that's 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 a little rough. That's a little rough. 
Yeah. Um, and I think my argument at the time was that you, you go to the Oscars to honor one another and your accomplishments. And like you, I haven't seen an award show in quite a few years. It's, yeah. it's not on my radar. It doesn't affect me. Um, I like to see some some of these stars get recognized for great things, but it's not. Yeah. It's not You're a movie fan, so yeah. like I, I don't. But I don't like. I didn't pop popcorn and yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, whatever. Um, but um, I was like, yeah, I think it's a little rough. And then the more that I thought about it, the more that the stuff has come out as far as other things that were said during the night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like. <sighs> Now, initially, you have to be ready for it. You have to. And and yeah. and the craziest thing is we all knew if, if you tuned in or even if you tuned in after that, <laughs> you knew that Will was going to win Best Actor. Right. That was everyone knew that months ago when the movie was released. He had to know that. He won all done. the awards prior to. Yes. It was that Golden was Globe, all those other awards. That Sag, was it. All that shit. And I, I found it kind of odd because, again, I think I sent you the or sent y'all the um, excuse me, the acceptance speech. Yes. And I thought it was odd that he apologized. And then he comes around and says, you know, we, we're in this field and we need to be aware of what's going to happen. We know what we know what we're used to or something like that. Something he says when you're in this business, you got to get used to people disrespecting you. Right. Talking crazy about you. You can't say that in the same breath as saying as I apologize. You can't. Yeah, it kind of diminished the apology. It, it diminished he also it. did not mention Chris Rock's name. He did not. Yeah. yeah. And let me just me, say this before you continue because I I think we missed this. Josh's initial thing was I'd have done the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can't be making fun so, of his wife. She's got a condition. Like he was like, I'd have done the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It very honestly was. Yeah. There was. There was a couple people. There. There was one people. I, I also want to say this. I haven't lost any respect, but I also haven't gained any more respect for him. Um, I think he had his mind in the right place, mm-hmm. but he executed that very, very poorly. And I think, like I said earlier, those two over the last couple of years have yeah. been the butt of numerous jokes. Mostly and memes him. and everything. <laughs> Mostly him. And I, I feel like he was like, all right, I can, I can, I can gain back some of my, like you said, some of my pride. Let me walk up on the stage. But the right. fact that you took, that's like a five second walk. Like it's there was there was a quite a few time from the moment he said that he joke, could have been like I should stop. He's right. like I should probably turn around or joke this off yeah. or something. No, he he was kiss him on the cheek. Yeah, like I thought he was off. gonna go up there and like add to the joke or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like you know? I don't I don't or know. maybe grab the mic and say, hey man, that's not really cool. Yeah, well, Jada's got a condition. Because some people or do that during your acceptance speech. Well, yeah, and and some people thought that that it was planned because if you watch the video. Rock does not do any defending. Like he almost literally leans kind of towards him. Any idea that he would get? But he had no idea what was going on. (laughs) Like he, nobody in the history, unless you're Kanye West, has walked up on the stage (laughs) and done some stupid. As a matter of fact, he starts to say as he's laughing. You kind of hear it. He's like, "Uh oh, Richard," and like, right? Basically, feels like. Right, that, like Will Smith is in character right now. Exactly, yeah. he's not expecting. And that's why I thought of, but <laughs> yeah, he was not expecting happened? that. Yeah. Going back, I, th- I think, I think there was just a lot of stuff that built up, and I think he felt like he that was yeah. going to be the best way to do it. Um, 
newsflash it's not great to assault people while they're watching the show yeah um that uh you know even well, and even more stuff come out apparently if you're will smith you can get away with that shit well right and the one thing that made me <laughs> mad if you if you haven't been following along and i don't know if you've seen the latest but yesterday the academy came out and actually said you know we asked him to leave we told him to leave and he refused i think that's bullshit and i was like why wouldn't you have said that initially you're right I think it's bullshit. I don't think. And I don't. I, what's What's crazy is there's there's so many things that's come out with this. Is even during the um, during the commercial break, there's videos of him um, being talked to by Tyler Perry and um, Denzel Washington and something like that. Yeah. And there's there's no one around him but other celebrities. Like there's not security or. Anybody. I think it's bullshit. I think they're trying to save yeah. face. I don't think anybody asked him to leave. No, I, which is like really gross to me. But yeah, I. But going back to your your question, I don't, I don't, um, I don't think it was right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, um, if we're gonna start punishing comedians yeah. for doing their job, that that draws a really hard line in the sand. Yeah, that takes away. That takes that takes away their whole job, and I'll, I'll say it again: you're supposed to be uncomfortable. You're supposed to think, and it's supposed yeah. to make you laugh. I felt all three in that joke. I thought it was a wonderful joke. What's the meme? I thought it was a good joke, even a, even a great one, maybe. Yeah, it was great. Honestly, I didn't think the joke was that good. Like for Chris Rock it was, standards, yeah. it no, was pretty. It was dated. Like it was just yeah. And, millennials, and, most millennials are Z Gen Zers, is that what they're called? Right. Don't even know what the fuck GI Jane is. Like it was a day to go. They just watched it last <laughs> night. I guarantee you they did. Yeah. I mean, for Chris Rock standards, like I said, he's and you know, we've gotten really sensitive and it was actually a really hot button topic about the hosts of the Oscars. Were they were they gonna be nice? Were they not gonna be too mean? Because we live in this generation where like everybody's fucking sensitive. And I feel like for Chris Rock, knowing some of his work, like that was he even said, like, oh, that was a nice one. Like yeah. that was like work for Chris Rock. Very, very PG. And yeah. I think when he stopped mm-hmm. himself and he was like, oh, I could okay. <laughs> Dude, I know what was happening in his brain. I wouldn't like, live in he the went back, He went back to bigger and blacker. He went back to Pootie oh. Tang. Like he was he was about to go off. <laughs> I've watched that video so many times and I got the exact same thing when we watched this clip. Yes. I want to live in the alternate universe where he continued that <laughs> sentence. Like what did because you knew he was going to tear him down. Yeah. It had to be the most in-your-face. Props to him. Uh, props to him. Like, he handled it like a G, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Here's the crazy thing. So, he got extra security for his show in Boston, and he actually had someone heckle him that they had to throw out in his yes. first show in Boston. I have to imagine it's hard, especially for men. I know for a fact, like, men, we're supposed to shake that shit off. It's whatever. I'm pretty sure that that was traumatizing experience for him and we'll get in a little bit i want to talk about mental health men's mental health and how the world views that but here's my take on it you know there's a poll out there it's the blue rose research poll 52.3 percent of the people who were asked believe that chris rock got what he had coming and that and that will smith was in the right for doing what he did okay 52.3 that means more people believe that will smith was right then don't believe that. And I am inclined to believe that because I told you guys before the show, I've been debating this topic with people on social media from the moment that it happened. (laughs) And I cannot tell you, I was shocked. Maybe I shouldn't. 
I, w- I expected to hear some men be like, yeah, that's what that's that's what you do when a real that's what you, a real man does. You can't let somebody disrespect your woman. Even the way, listen to how that sounds. Is that really you protecting your woman or is that your ego? Yeah. So I expected to hear that from some men. I was shocked how many women were like, oh, yeah, he did the right thing. He's, that's what I want my man to do. Making making a joke about, like, my hair is so, like, surface and shallow. To, not shallow, but it's so, like, right. surface. Like, you don't need to stick up for me for they, that. They kept you know? using the word protect. Yeah, no, and protect, you certainly yeah. don't need to protect me from that. From words? Yeah. You I have mean, to protect your wife from words? I mean, words? if he's making, like, a threat or, like, you if know. If it's a physical threat? Yeah. He spits on you? Yeah, something like that. Then, I would venture then, to say, even if, like, let me ask you, what if it was like a, if someone grabbed grabbed your ass, would you be okay with Clint getting into a physical altercation over an ass grab? Okay, well, it's happened, and that's okay. what happened. It was a physical altercation? Yeah, and I give him a high five. Boop. Wait okay. a minute, baby. <laughs> well, that's, but that's the, the difference between that is that's assault. I've been thinking about that. That's assault. Yeah, and it was one I've of been the friends. Friends. He was See, pissed. I've been thinking about, like, an ass grab versus if somebody... Slapped my wife in the face. If somebody slapped my wife in the face, oh, we're moving furniture. Like it's about to go down. <laughs> oh, that's it. I'm moving. I'm moving earth. I'm, saying, I'm just saying, like, some shit's about to go down. I've been yeah. asking myself, like, if somebody grabbed your ass, I would definitely have words, but I don't know that I would get physical, and I, I can't put my. I don't know because I'm not in that situation. Right, right, this right. is what I do know. There is nothing a person could say that warrants you going up and physically assaulting somebody. No. And those aren't the actions of a man. Those are the actions of a little boy who lost control of his emotions. And you said you feel like he thought he was doing the right thing. To be honest with you, I don't think he was thinking at all. I think he went to straight red mode. Yeah. Right. I think he would probably say the same thing. Maybe not thinking he was doing right, but again, and this is touching a little bit based on what you mentioned was, was mental health. And, and kind of going back to what you were saying about in the video where he laughs initially. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have pointed out he laughs initially. Right. Um, Which is why I don't think he was confusing. protecting Jada. Yeah. I, because think See, about I'm, I don't want to interrupt you, but just real quick. Um, if he, he lives with Jada, he knows. If that's something that right. she's sensitive about, he knows it. And it wouldn't take – I know the cameras are on you and, like, you, you kind of got to cheese it up a little bit. But I think he would have known instantly that that joke was going to hit wrong with her. If it was really about her. So, but right before the show, we were talking about Devil's Advocate. So, I ran so many different scenarios through mm-hmm. my mind. What yeah. would have made him do that? And one of them that I kind of, and I, me and my wife were talking about it, was, I, I, if you haven't seen her, she has a very fresh shaved head for that show, for that show that night. Yeah. Um, I thought I was, it looked good, yeah, by the way. No, she looks she looks phenomenal. I don't know yeah. why that's that's even debatable. Yeah. Um, but like, mm, yeah, you like no. This? If you can pull off the ball, look more power to you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, but I think one of the things I ran through my mind was, what if that that day that they're getting ready for that that thing, they had an emotional breakdown because she had to shave her head again and, mm-hmm. and something like that. And something emotional at home was what happened. That mm-hmm. could have completely happened. And now you come to the show, you, you're you're letting your hair down, you're you're 
calm. You don't expect. No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. You're letting you your skull down. Skull down. You don't expect to be the butt of don't a joke. Don't slap me, Will. I feel like Will Smith's about to walk through this door. <laughs> the, you don't expect to be the butt of a joke, and then something is joked about that you had an emotional thing before you got there. Did she have it in front of him in this scenario, or was it was she by herself? What? This emotional breakdown about her hair. Because uh, I feel them, like with I, them, with I them. feel like if he'd have witnessed that, right, he would have immediately that joke. He wouldn't have taken him. He wouldn't have chuckled at but first. So going back to the laugh, because it would probably a, be in his mind. Like I hope nobody says anything about this. Right. I think the laugh that we see is a mixture of the previous stroke and a nervous laugh. Uh, because when I get comfortable, when I get uncomfortable, y'all have probably seen this. I will laugh. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not that. Like very similar to what he does. Like I'll do the. Like, no. got very nervous. And it was kind of kind of a bleed laugh from the last joke, which was good. And then going into this, and did he just say that? Yeah. Like, did that just happen? Um, and you get that emotion. It's obviously, we don't know as of right now. I, there's, there's new angles coming out every couple of days now. But we don't see that angle that happens once it goes back to rock. We don't yeah. see that, that look. All yeah, I know my, is uh, I think Chris Rock is probably, uh, all in all, probably thanking Will Smith because his ticket sales for his tour just, like, that's spiked. True. That's like, true. Oh, yeah, and that's what I was going <laughs> to say is he, he had his show last night, and they, <laughs> at, with his comedic timing, by the way, <laughs> that you that you pointed out earlier, mm -hmm. he uh, he comes out and he goes, well, how was y'all's weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says. No, dude, he's, he's one of the best. He's yeah, and he best. talks about how he's he's like, if you came to the show just to hear me talk about what happened over the weekend, I'm not even going to talk about yeah. it. I'm honestly still processing it myself. And I think all of us are kind of still processing it because. Yeah, that sounds so fucking dramatic, but it's true. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I just have this gross feeling in my stomach about yeah. it. Because well, I don't consider myself a Will Smith fan. I don't think I'm a fan of anybody. I appreciate his work. Oh, I, I think he's. I think Smith. he's a very good actor. I don't think he's great. Um, I saw King Richard. It was I. Like, I feel like that was a. You've been trying for a long time. It's about time we gave you one kind yeah. of thing. I've been liking his new show on Discovery, where it's like um. To do, yeah, have him seeing the world. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. But I, I thought that was pretty cool. I liked but it. My thing is in the, to 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 talk about the right or wrong aspect of it. Um. There was a lot of telling things to me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I don't think he's sticking up for her. He doesn't say, keep Jada's name out your mouth. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Like, to me, and you brought up, like, Will Smith has been a meme for two years. Mm -hmm. Add on to that, his entire rap career, he didn't curse. He was considered soft, popcorn, not gangster. You know, that was around the time that gangster rap was a thing. He was the rap we were allowed to have at our parties. Right. <laughs> yeah. And kids. the thing is, is he was always conscious of that. Because in his songs, why do you think he's always, oh, I can sell records and don't cuss? Because I feel like he took that personal. And I don't know if you remember the last rap album he made. It was called Born to Rain. Yes. And he, like, tried to be a little bit more edgy. Mm -hmm. And he had, like, a Snoop Dogg feature on there. But, like, it. What that one? The Switch? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, and that was a very like poppy song, and that like was the that. only that was a that was the only song that came off that album, and it was very, very pop. So, like, I I feel like there was just this amalgamation of all of that, and I think he had a water boy moment, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, stop making fun of me. It sounds bad when you say it out loud, but yes, I'm still processing it because right. going back to it, I grew up on him. I yeah. grew up watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I grew up listening, uh, I hate to say this, Big Willie style. Like, that's that was bro, that's when That's, that's when he was popping, bro. Yeah. Party in the city, man. Exactly. He's on, getting jiggy See, with it. So like, I and him and Jada were like, all having kids together like that was, but let me let me i'm glad you mentioned that and i'm sorry i'm gonna let you think about how not humble he was during that time though his shit yeah. didn't stink well, 1999 2000 he was like that motherfucker he yeah. i'm the best like he did when all these one and two come out that was like the peak i'm saying like <laughs> all of his raps were about how great he was i'm the greatest ali told me i'm the greatest like he had zero humility. Wild Wild West, he made stupid money off of that. Like, he was in Men in Black. Like, Will Smith was, like, the biggest star mm-hmm. on the planet during that period. 90s, early 2000s. And he had no humility, dude. And now, I feel like being what he is now, which I can understand somewhat. Like, I'm going to have some sympathy for it. Like, like we said, money doesn't buy happiness. Like, that dude looked like a man who's in pain. Yeah. I agree. And I think yeah. and mentally I, pain. Yeah. A part of me was like, really, because here's the thing, man. I was not happy with his apology during his speech, nor the one he put out on Twitter. I feel like um, the one he put out on Twitter sounds like somebody wrote that for him, like maybe a publicist or yeah, something. Yeah, likely. Well, it, I, didn't, it didn't feel, I don't feel like he took the accountability. And this is why we're going to talk about has our view of Will Smith changed. Like I said, I never like... I appreciated his work. I wouldn't call myself a fan, but like, yeah, I'd, when he was hot, like, I mean, I remember thinking he was like one of the coolest dudes ever, but I you couldn't I, touch him. Yeah. I didn't like worship him or anything, but you know, I liked his music and, um, I liked, I liked to dance. So like he had a lot of good dance hits. Um, as an actor, I always thought he was good, not great. Um, but I didn't see him as a very humble person. And a lot of times when he tried to present himself as humble, it just didn't feel real to me. And like I said, that that may not be the case, but just because of how brash he was on his music and in his movies, like when he whenever he would try to show some humility, it just seemed kind of forced to me. Yeah. But my thing is, is that we're talking about is it right? Is it wrong? First of all, to all the people who are arguing that it's okay, I feel like that's just really toxic. Like you cannot assault somebody over words because let's take away the fact that he's Will Smith. Let's pretend he's nick stevenson or he's another black kid in the inner city who's at the club and somebody says words to him that he doesn't like Mm -hmm. or says words about his woman now we're talking about this is protecting your woman how are you protecting your woman if you're putting yourself in an even more compromising situation let's say somebody says words about your woman and once again that sounds very possessory right somebody says words about your wife your girlfriend you haul off, you slap him in the face. Okay, at the Oscars, apparently nothing's going to happen. If you're at the club or the bar and you haul off and slap somebody in the face because he said words, okay, what happens when they go get a knife or a gun and they come back and they shoot you or kill you, stab you to death? How are you going to protect your woman now? I feel like we hear about it all the time in the news. Happen- There's like a that. graveyard. There are graveyards full of that story, Mm -hmm. okay? Not everybody is Will Smith. And I feel like Will Smith had a little bit of entitlement where... Much less at the Oscars in front of all these people. He felt like... I I think he felt like 
maybe in the moment, I don't think he was thinking, but afterward, his actions told me, I always say, pay attention to what people do, not what they say. He went to the after party. He's singing summertime. He's getting jiggy with it. He's taking yeah, pictures. Like, no, I, and his apology weird. on Twitter, he said he was embarrassed and ashamed. He did not look like a man who was embarrassed and ashamed. And I understand there's a part of you that goes into the self-defense mode. And like, maybe you're thinking to yourself, oh, if I just pretend this shit didn't happen and have a good night, like you already recognize that you've ruined the night for so many people. Like maybe you don't want to make it worse. So there could be a little bit of that going on. But he just didn't look like a man who had taken accountability, at least not in that moment. Yeah, if it was me, I honestly... It, I would have gone was, home exactly. and exactly. crawled into a fetal position and like yeah. been so fucking embarrassed. No, I, and But then again, we don't have the ego and the entitlement yeah. that Will Smith has. Like, well, it's just like like we talked about. If Let's say a fan that was there did that. You're, you're tackled on stage and hauled out. Like That's right. no question. You're not allowed to turn her back around, sit down, drop two f bombs, <laughs> and then watch the rest of the show, and then accept your award. Like I don't. Yeah. And and no, I just had a gross feeling, dude. It, it yeah. was cringy, man. It's, it sucks. It sucks because I don't want to use the word I am a fan because I'm gonna tell oh, you right a now. Fan. I'm a you're fan. a fan. Like if I was, I know what happened. You saw those tears coming down his face. And you went immediately back to, how come you don't want me, man? <laughs> and like the ghost of Uncle Phil popped dude, up and gave him no, a hug. Like it was, <laughs> dude, I've, like I said, when I say I've grown up on Will Smith, like yeah. I've yeah. grown up I mean, on I Will did. Smith. And I've always wanted to be a man in black. I've always <laughs> wanted to have an Uncle Phil. Dude. I've always, Remember the orange jacket he had a man in black? Exactly. Yeah. Bro, I found the closest thing I could find to that jacket. <laughs> See? Maybe I was a fan. I, I wanted, Fuck. I wanted I wanted I to have a, a child so that me and my friends could make fun of Reggie when he comes picks up my daughter for the dance. Like <laughs> that's that's like my childhood. And I'm then sorry. Seeing it you explode. It's just can we pause for a second? Uh-oh. Because you guys went public with your news and we have yet to mention it on this show. Oh. Can we do that? Yes, you can. Okay. Yay. Joshua and Kayla Beard are gonna be a mama and a papa in how many months? Yay. There you go. Hit your own hit your own applause. <laughs> Uh, about six months. In six uh, months. As the recording of the okay. show, we are 13 weeks and one day. Yay. That's beautiful, man. Because this is what I wanted to ask you. Whenever Josh Jr. is here. Oh, God. Or JJ. We'll call him JJ. 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 <laughs> Josh. When, whenever JJ is here. Beautiful. What is the advice you're going to give him if somebody's talking shit about his woman? What should he do? Go tell daddy. I, <laughs> I, I, th- I think it goes back to what, like you said earlier, it, it's, there's a time and place mm-hmm. that's not the time and that's not the place. Okay. Um, there is nothing that can be said to me that would physically make me want to do any harm to somebody. Right. Like that's, if you hit me, okay, then we're throwing fist. Right. If you say you ugly, uh, whatever. I don't care. I can't yeah. think of anything bad because I'm literally the nicest. If Chris Rocket said, "Jada, <laughs> you dog-headed bitch," I fucking hate you and I hope you die. Oh, yeah. Then that's threatening. That's now. That's, I feel like no timeout. That's not a threat. <laughs> I feel like that poll should, would. I feel like that poll would probably go from fifty-two percent to like eighty-two percent. Yeah. <laughs> but, but still, even in that moment, bro, those are just words. They're words. What did we used to say when we were kids? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt you. Okay, yep. and. That's not words do hurt. I'm I'm positive that Jada was probably hurt. 
But we're it talking about all over her face. We're talking about words, man. And and again, it goes back. Use to, your words. That's what we say to kids too, right? <laughs> it, it goes <laughs> back words. to me. Use your words. The the first thing that I told a couple of people at work when this was brought up uh-huh. was if if anything comes out of this, anything, it's not who's right, who's wrong. Should he have done it? Was it a great slap? Like none of those things should come out of this. I believe this is another case of mental health needing to be addressed in our society. I think I don't disagree at all. I, I think, and you may get on this, and I may be stepping on your toes, Nick, and I apologize. No, you're good. But I think, as men, that when mental health is mentioned, it's it's sweep under the rug. We're yeah. we're, we're raised as men to be mighty, to let everything bounce man off up. your chest. Yeah, right. man up, and. We never deal, or some of us never deal with that properly. Because, like you just said, man up. Will man, Smith appeared it. to be someone who had not processed his pain exactly the right mm-hmm. way. Yeah, and I think, I I think at some point or at some degree that society is part of that issue that happened yeah. on Sunday night. I don't think, and they didn't physically walk up there and slap him. That was that was obviously real. Yeah. We all saw that. I think we've established that we think it's wrong, but I do want to add, this is a man that's had. It's not like he's been in the headlines for stuff like this his whole life, his whole career. I think we should show him some grace. Like he had a bad night. Yeah, I a really he, bad I think night. Chris Rock showed him some grace. <laughs> I agree. He had a really bad night at the worst Gosh. possible time. Got slapped the shit um, out of my wolf. It just really sucks that this is overshadowing his accomplishment. And he not only that, himself. but so many other people at the yes, Oscars. Yes. Let me ask you this: Do you know what award was given out after that slap? Questlove's documentary. Most people don't even know that. Yeah. Most most people didn't even see that. Yeah. Which Questlove gave a very heartfelt speech. Yes, like he was very if, emotional. And if you didn't even know what that documentary is about, which I think is ironic, am I using this the right way? Is that the documentary is talking about genderification of blacks? Yes, in Harlem. Right, and you, how the music was a part of the movement. Right, and you, as a black man literally just shit on another yeah. fellow black man. That's been a heavy part for of the discussion. Pushing another black community subject like yeah. and, and not even there's I, so I, many layers to this i don't even think this was even addressed either i don't know if you know this did you know that particular oscars was produced the first one of its history was, was produced was a all black production company yeah nobody knows that because it's 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 the slap heard around the world you yeah. Who won? It, it, does anybody know who won Best Picture? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> in, in, a, in, in a world where we are trying to give the black community a voice, yeah. you literally just shit on it. Yeah. And and that's twenty seconds. The reason that Will Smith was like all <laughs> celebratory afterward, because I don't think he had time to sit and really think and process no. all of the things were. He's probably, he's probably at home. He's probably at home right now. Like, fuck. We're not going to hear from him for a while. You know yeah. that, right? Like he's, and he's, I hope he gets some help, man, because I want to give him some grace because it was a mental health break. But at the same time, like it has to be said that even, that's that you can't condone that. And I, I think no. even he knows that he was in the wrong and anybody who's arguing different, I would just surmise that Like that's a really toxic mentality to have. And if you're a man, being a man, and this is obviously lost in society, being a man is about controlling your emotions in that moment. My thing is, is like Will Smith is an actor and a rapper. 
bro, use your words. Like if he'd have only said, Hey, keep my wife's name out your mouth. I don't think I'd have had a problem with that. Like it had been kind of like, Ooh, that's messy, but yeah. it's calling up and slapping him. Yeah. Dude, like you're Will Smith, man. You want to get back and go write a diss track yeah. about <laughs> Chris. Well, that. Like that is a money, like that is a money opportunity. Not even that, but the fact that you just came off now, granted you can take away as much as you want about the red, red table discussion or mm-hmm. red, red table talk, whatever it's called. Yeah. As someone that sat down with their wife and talked it out and chose discussion over slamming her through Twitter or throwing her through the, the hoops of, of she's a horrible person. You couldn't, you couldn't do that with Chris Rock. You couldn't say like, this is, a be- this is a beautiful segue. I'm glad you're doing it. But yeah, go ahead. You, you couldn't have been like, okay, noted. I'm going to see you at the yeah. after party. Hey, Chris, you going to Chris, the come, on, come be on the red table. Yeah. Can be on the red table. Let's, I literally, if 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 I was Will Smith, and that joke, you know, was said, I would have just looked at him and be like, Mm-mm, "No, yeah, you know, bad yeah. joke." Bring it up in your speech. Yeah, yeah. Snap back at him. Like, there's so there's a Don't, thousand other things right. you could back. have done. Snap back. Don't slap back. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's a thousand <laughs> things you could like. If somebody, I, I am a I defender. Like I am a fierce defender of my wife. Like, yeah. I would have had words with somebody if they said something and I knew that it hurt her and I would have done it in a way that was not controversial. There's even if, and if they did it again, like once again, it's only words. Like maybe my words would have been a little, little less like more harsh, but if, at, at some point, like I, I wanted to talk about this because one of the questions was, have you ever had a scenario where you either did a good job of keeping your composure or you lost it? But like, it's, it's words, man. And like you I'm just I mean you we talked about how you're it's hard to offend you. It's really hard to offend me as well. Um but also like if I'm going to defend my wife, I'm going to defend my wife. If something doesn't bother me, I'm not going to make it about me. If, if that makes sense. Like Right. Um well and I feel like he was not bothered about how it affected his wife and and it the was other more thing about is, how it affected him. I don't know if we've mentioned this, but early on in the show, and uh, I mentioned it in mine, there was other jokes that were said, but I, I didn't say exactly what joke was said. It was, there was, um, was it Brenda? Regina Hall. Re- Regina Hall. There we go. Um, she is making a joke. Who's a very funny actress. Oh, I love her. Um, she's talking about uh, making a list of people that she wants to be with. Is that what the list was? If I'm not yeah. mistaken, she's single. Like she was bringing up single guys. On yeah, the stage. single guys. And so she brought up a couple of other people, and then she said, "Oh, Will, uh, I know you're married, but I've already talked to Jada, and you're clear to get on the list." Yeah, laughed, killed both of them. Laughed, everybody laughed. Yeah, but it's okay to joke about an, a a nobody slapped Regina. Yeah, no one slapped Regina, and so what makes it's yeah so i have a couple other things i do have a couple (laughs) things on this list that i want to make sure we cover so you brought up jada and i do want to bring up a couple things um because you talked about the red table talk i want you to think about that and all of that entailed um who did that red table talk because i thought i was kind of surprised that people got up and told such intimate details of such private things and I'm at the time I'm like, okay, what's the reason someone's doing this? Like, well, who does this benefit? Who do you think? I'll get your like. Who do you guys think that benefited more, Will Smith or Jada? It it definitely benefited her, and I think it brought him down. Yeah, I had no idea that Red Table Talk existed before that happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Oh, Jada Smith has her own 
talk show? I didn't know that. Did you know about that, Naomi? No, no. And did you watch, did you, I know you're not into celebrities and stuff. Did you watch the whole entanglement episode thing? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched. Excerpts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel like he didn't have a lot to gain from that. No, I, I felt like. I feel, I feel like he really did it to help his wife out. About the whole thing. And then <laughs> yeah. it like backfired. And I just felt like the whole thing was just ugly. And there's no reason. There's, Will Smith. there's no reason to do that. Or, or you unless you want to get good ratings for your show, or you could just not talk about it. I mean, it. I, I don't even think that anybody was fully aware that she was in an entanglement yeah. until she announced that the show. Like, yeah. And and the fact yeah, that gross. if you've watched it, and I've watched it, it mm-hmm. is the most uncomfortable interview you will ever watch, because there is the part where she's talking about. I'm gonna tell you this. During that, you are a hundred percent a Will Smith fan, regardless. Yeah, I if agree. you're watching that, because there's parts in there where she's like, "The reason I did it was because I wasn't happy for years. Mm-hmm. I was in and a lot of pain. If I'm sitting across from my wife and she just said I haven't been happy for the last couple of years, and I'm counting back on the calendar, realizing we've been married for those couple of years, <laughs> I'm gonna feel some type of way. You will, and then." Also bringing up where she was like, we were in an entanglement. He goes, an entanglement? What what was it, Jada? Really, what was it? An entanglement. A relationship. Like, he was having not only to listen to her truth, so to speak, he was having to pull it out of her. Right. And she was like defending herself. And she was defending. I I want to know. I want to feel myself. I want to be happy. I want to note that later on in his book, I believe, I haven't read the book yet, but I I read that he admits that Jada was not the only one. Yes. Here's my question. Why didn't you bring that up during that red table talk? If that's the case. Um maybe he wanted to sell books. Totally be like, hey, maybe it was like the big reveal. But if I, that was the case, why didn't that come up in that talk? Because it was all about Jada. It was, it was I mean, Jada's if you're Will Smith, I, if you're Will Smith, I think it's like a very good chance you're probably out there getting some, especially if you guys were on a break or whatever. Like the odds are the odds that he didn't or I guess slim, but I feel like it's weird that all that came out after the fact when Jada was taking so much heat. I feel like this man, I don't know the situation. Like I've been in an abusive, emotionally abusive relationship with a woman and I get mad vibes about that when I, when I look at this whole situation and I'm not, I guess the question is like how culpable do we think Jada is in this entire situation? And that's a, a slippery slope because there's a lot of feminists out there who are like, oh, of course, you're going to blame the woman. No, no, no. But, no. like, let's be honest and and have the discussion. Like, there's some toxic relationships out there where that's the case. I think I think what has happened is the will that we are seeing now mm-hmm. is trying to live up to what 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 was Will and Jada back in the day. Yeah. Because um, Will and Jada back in the day – they were a power couple. That was a power couple. Yeah. And clearly the affair, I'm going to call it affair because that's mm-hmm. literally what it was. Y'all are still legally married. Yeah. Um, it was an entanglement, Josh. An entanglement. Um, I think exposed a lot of cracks in their relationship that they have yet to heal from. Well, uh, and another thing. we Right. And what was the purpose of it? Nothing. You could have gone to therapy. You did not have to set up a camera and lights. <laughs> Maybe they thought that the, that was their therapy. Let me tell you what I think it is. I'm going to read a quote from Joda, Joda, 
<laughs> from Jada. <laughs> from Jada Pinkett Smith. This is from the Red Table Talk. It was in 2019. Um, she was talking about issues she's had in relationships with not just like romantic relationships, but in relationships, period. She said, I've done some very unloving things to people that I love because of my fear and my ego. She told her daughter Willow, because once my ego kicks in, we in trouble. That Jada, baby, she ain't cute. She later added, she's a vicious one and she's mean. Even in my pain, I've had to learn to be more open, more honest, more vulnerable, not to go to the space of ego and lay it down. Will and I had a conversation recently that love and fear are fraternal twins. Anytime you're trying to love on a deep level, you'll come up against the vicious face of fear. I think that there was a time that Jada Smith, she was in low down dirty shame. Uh, she was in a different world. Like Jada Smith was a Jada Pinkett at the time was a pretty big movie star. Uh, set it off like uh, Menace to Society. She was in a lot of stuff. Her the and Matrix. Tupac, the Matrix. Her and Tupac <laughs> were friends. Like she was at one point a really big deal. Yeah. And some of the reason that her downfall came, I don't want to get too much into it, was her own fault. Like she admitted being an alcoholic and getting into drugs, um, and that's part of the reason that she kind of fell off. So here's Will Smith, who's still pretty successful in his career. I wouldn't say he's as big as he was when he was making movies and doing music and, you know, was on the Hot 100 all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, he had multiple hits. Um, Will Smith's kind of become, like, the cool older guy now who, you know, but he's still in the spotlight, and here he is at the Oscars, man. And I think that that joke was a shot to what she just talked about, her ego. Um, and I don't want to blame her, but I feel like if she could have just shook, shaken it off, like what's, here's my thing. I think two things can be true at the same time. I think if knowingly Chris Rock knew that she had alopecia, then that's kind of a low blow. And I don't care who you are. If, 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 if somebody says, Hey, I was hurt by that. There's no problem. For some reason, we think this is like the ultimate death sentence to just look at somebody and say, Hey, I'm sorry. You know, it was just a joke. I didn't mean to anything by it but if you're hurt if somebody is hurt i don't care if you think they should be or not if you hurt somebody apologize to them like swallow that pride and say hey i didn't mean anything by it. i'm sorry but i think if she could have shaken it off in that moment and read the room like recognize where you are like yo yes he told this hurtful joke about me but this is my husband's the biggest night of his career like it's okay like i'm just gonna smile laugh it off I think if she could have done that, I think there's a very, very slim chance that Will Smith gets up and hauls off and slaps Chris Rock in the face. Well, I argue this. If you watch that video, she obviously gets uncomfortable. She mm -hmm. obviously doesn't like the joke. But between the time that it shifts cameras from, from them back to Rock... At no point we don't she, really see what happens though. Right. We don't know if she gives him the signal. We but don't know she if she also says something get to up. him. Huh? She also doesn't get up either. No, I'm saying like we don't know what tipped him off to like, hey, I'm not right, happy right, about right, right. this. But if if there was if she wasn't okay with it, she would have been following his ass up the that walkway and trying to stop him. She didn't even. I, I think she was clearly offended by the joke. She, 
And that's okay. Yeah. And like, honestly, you, like, you, I don't you, even have you, a problem with her rolling her eyes. Like, you have every right to be offended. Yeah. But it does not mean you go out and assault That's what I'm somebody. saying. I say like, I just, feel like the chances are are slimmer. I don't know how much slimmer. But I feel like if she could have just kind of. And then let's go. Let's talk to Chris later. Yeah. Maybe hey, he baby, doesn't. Maybe, sit down. Maybe he still does. Yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to, like, blame her for the situation. But I think maybe there's some culpability there of, like, if 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 it was a situation, I don't know if it was me, if it's my wife's the biggest night of her career, I'm not gonna make that shit about me. No, like I'm somebody not. says something about me, I'll <laughs> laugh it off. Maybe I'm hurting on the inside, but hurt on the inside about it. Like it's not about you right now. That's yeah. how I would do. That's how I, I. I don't know about you, Naomi. Like I think you mentioned it. Like you would probably grab if Clint got up to slap somebody. Like, sit your ass <laughs> down, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I think. I, I just think, going back to what you said, was no. I don't blame her, but she has to take blame for some of, some of this. She obviously went up. He went up there and did the biggest. That's that's right. 100%. The and fact, maybe she gave him the look like, you better do something. And maybe she didn't mean, like, right now. Yeah, don't not now. <laughs> <laughs> At the gold show, you can. Right. But, I mean, this is, uh, and someone, I'll bring it up in the chat. Someone brought this up earlier from the Red Table discussion. And, and uh, P. Scott, thank you for tuning in. Shout out, my man. I'll um, check out Chopping It Up with P. Scott. He mentions and she, a quote that she says from the Red Table talk and the fact that um, that Will should have known that she was cheating because she loved she he loved her so much. Yeah. And that's just very narcissistic. Like. I have no idea what's going through my wife's mind unless she tells me. Yeah. As much as I would love to be <laughs> Can a mind we agree reader, that movie stars are probably narcissistic though. Yeah, right? no. like, that it's little just... that little side eye. That yeah. little side eye, that was that was the signal. Like yeah. I think at the end of the day like I said earlier, <laughs> uh, the biggest discussion needs to come out of this <laughs> is a what? Jada was like, I smell dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. God. All uh, of this shit is crazy, bro. This is like the most celebrity gossip I've been involved in, like probably in my life. Well, but but this shit is so it's fascinating. Bizarre. It is. It's it, bizarre. And when you start to think about all the implications, all the layers, and then like you think about like, I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there who look up to Will Smith and like, I was just shocked to see how many people would be just fine hauling off and slapping somebody over words. Yeah, like that's, that's a scary me. thing. That shocks me. <laughs> like it, over it words. You brought up another thing, Josh, about the racial component. And this is what I'll ask you. Do you think if Bradley Cooper told that joke to Jada? He's not funny. Okay. (laughs) Well, I guess he's not a comedian. No, you're fine. If Bill Burr told that joke. (laughs) Okay. I I like Bill Burr. (laughs) Do you think Will Smith would go up on stage and slap Bill Burr in the face? Yes. Um... Maybe Bill Burr. Because Bill Burr is not. I don't know. Chris Rock is like a legend in comedy. I mean, like, who's a... If it was Jerry Seinfeld, that's really not his humor. If it was Don Rickles, he's dead. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He probably would... If he'd have slapped Don Rickles like that, if Don Rickles was alive, he probably would have killed him. So what you're saying is all the great uh, comedians that are white alive or black. If it was a white comedian... (laughs) If it was a white comedian... if If it was Bradley Cooper, if it was... Who's a not a comedian? If it was Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal used to host the Oscars a lot. If it was somebody of the opposite race, do you think he would have done? Do I think he would have done it? Um, I still think he would have because this still goes back to I think it's a mental thing. 
I, I yeah. think he he snapped. Obviously, um, something that we've never seen from yeah. Will. People that have grown up with Will Smith and watched him or or know his story or read the book or yeah. any, what he did in those twenty seconds or twenty five seconds. I'm not real sure of the exact. Yeah. Was the most out of character we've ever seen that individual that yeah. we know of. Yeah, I that mean, we know of. I mean, he's an actor too. Like a part of me was thinking well, about he that the shit when he was it. crying, like during his speech. I'm like, I've seen this before. I've seen the the pursuit of happiness. I know this dude can cry on cue. Like, is he real right now? That was in my. That was on my where's, mind. Where's James? James? I know he's coming around here somewhere. For real. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he would have. But it's it's an interesting conversation because one of the things that. I've, I, I listen to a lot of black media and one of the things that was hurting them is they felt like, you know, this is the Oscars and like black people had to fight to be a part of the Oscars. There was a hashtag Oscar so white movement that was in 2016. Speaking yes. of when uh, Will Smith and Jada had boycotted the Oscars and the joke that, um, that Chris Rock told about them, which I feel this was also very, very light work. Um, and it was probably a shot to her ego because what did he say about her? Uh, Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. Like it was funny, yeah, but it was also true. Like Jada had not been relevant in 2016 in a long time. And like if she's at the Oscars, the only reason she's there is because she's there with Will. Now, if you're Jada Pinkett and you used to be one of the biggest movie stars in the world, that's probably a really big shot to your ego. And that's my problem. Like, you can't haul off and slap somebody because they hurt your ego. I'm sorry. You just can't. Like, I'm sorry, Jada Pinkett. The reality is you haven't done anything in Hollywood in a long time. And I think that that's what that's the unfortunate part. And I think if you're some Joe Schmo on the smeet, on the street, sorry, if you haul off and hit somebody because they said something, said words to you, that's more of your ego. Like you there's no justification for that. Now, once again, we're gonna show Will some grace because I've had bad moments. I'm sure you've had bad moments. Mm -hmm. Naomi, you'll be the first person we're going to (laughs) ask. Was there ever a time that you either lost your composure or had the opportunity to lose your composure and you kept it? Lost my composure. (laughs) I'm going to hear this one. It's always with my kids. (laughs) Oh, that doesn't count. Okay, let's hear it, though. No, Don't get CPS called on you. No. You made them go get a switch off the tree? For real, you pick out your own, and it better be a good one. Else, you y'all ain't from the country, okay? Oh man, um, actually, I've the the very few times I've lost my composure, like your kids, man, they, woo. yeah, it's always been the kids. Is y'all it not, yeah. y'all not helping me in this corner with and this? I, kid <laughs> oh, your your day will so come. Much your your joy day will come. To my life too. Yeah, um, or how about a time that maybe you could have been in an altercation and you had a better head about it or oh, maybe didn't before so there was a time whenever i was younger and we always we had this bayou behind our house and i loved playing in the bayou we catch turtles and frogs and all that stuff yeah and on the other side was this other um neighborhood and so i was walking down the bayou with my younger brother and sister and this girl that we've never known before and we always hung out we we were, we were always we knew all the neighborhood kids yeah. Anyway, she's just sort of smack talking to my younger brother and sister for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I may have said some choice words to her, but I was like, you know what? Like, no, Use I gotta get I now. gotta get y'all out of here <laughs> before something else happens because right. I'm not, you know, 
I'm not because it'd be let like that these days. People will pull a gun out on you because they don't like something you said. Yeah, yeah. No. that's the thing. If you're a man and you're getting even if me, if somebody said some shit about my wife, I would defend her honor. Yes, in a in a as least confrontational way as I possibly could, because what a real man does in those situations, and I hope people are listening. Everybody who disagreed with me. If you're listening, like what a real man does in those situations is he thinks about the consequences of his actions. Absolutely. If if Will Smith had done the right thing, he would have stopped at some point, like you said, the 20 minute, the 20 second walk it of Chris like Rock minutes. and been like, if I go up here and I slap this man in the face, like, are you really protecting your wife? Because have you seen Twitter what yeah. people are saying about Jada now? Like you really protecting her? Like yeah. oh, you yeah. made this shit ten times worse. Make a joke out of it, like pop. You yeah, know? Like, oh, you no, made she's this the shit. Devil, she's the reason. Yeah, it's yeah. It's she's narcissistic. Like it's ten times worse. You are not, and that's why I say, yes, maybe he kind of snapped, but I feel like that was more about him. And his recent book, once again, I haven't read it. I've seen excerpts. Like one of the first sentences is he says, "All my career has been marred by the fact that I felt like I was a coward." And yes. what it was is because his father used to abuse his mother and he was nine years old and there was one time in specific that he thinks about that his father was seriously beating his mother up and he wanted to help her but he was too scared and so you like i said you couple that with probably years of that as a child and then coming up in the rap game and well like i said money if there's if there's any indication that money does not fix it i mean will smith and in, in our eyes was on top of the fucking world he had the number one show on television he went from winning Emmys on television to winning Grammys to now eventually an Oscar, like box office. I mean, Independence Day, bro. Like I love we, that. Yeah, we, we touched on it. He was, yeah. and this man is still emotionally traumatized by something that happened when he was nine years old. And we go back to the mental health thing. You got to go to therapy. Men, it's okay to go to therapy. I've been to therapy. It's, it's, there's, we got to take this stigma off of you taking care of yourself. And I'm also going to say if there's any men or women in an emotionally abusive relationship, a toxic relationship, staying in that, that is not the definition of love. That is not the definition of love. It's actually more narcissistic to stay in a relationship because, oh, but I love this person. Oh, I've been with them for so long. That sense of like, I have to, it's a self-fulfilling yet self-destructive thing. At the same time, you know, and if you can let go of that and realize that true love means allowing somebody to be happy because you're not happy, they're not happy. And if you're both just staying together because you don't want that person to be with somebody else or it's just such a toxic thing. And like I said, as somebody who's been in an emotionally and manipulatively abusive, like, I'm sorry, emotionally abusive relationship with somebody that was very manipulative I, when I get those vibes, man, like it's ugh. like you, you, you got to get out of that. And like you, you got to get said, out of that. I, I think, I think I'm not talking about Whitney, by the way, no. if anybody, <laughs> 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 I just realized like my wife's listening. I should probably you, make that clear. <laughs> you just mentioned like you're talking about, you know, living up to, you know, what they were. Yeah. I can think of a couple of songs right now off the top of my head that reference that Jada will love. Mm-hmm. Thousand that, kisses. Do I? Thousand kisses. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, that's, they've, they've been that whole pedestal of the awesome 
power couple yeah. has an awesome family and uh, what I saw Let's Sunday get... what I saw Sunday night was a family that clearly has cracks. Yeah. They have a, a, a damaged relationship for sure, and the way that they have chosen to raise their children is bizarre. Like yeah. just no. I try not to comment on people's parenting, but I know no, what you mean. I, I know I what agree. you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. They've um, pretty much like let them carry their kids raise so themselves. So much to the point where like their kids hate their parents. They have come out and said how much they how yeah. much disdain they have for their parents and the way that they have not raised them but like steered their career. What is it called when a child like divorces that? their parents? There's a word for it. I can't remember. Yeah, um, I don't know, but they were clearly on their side on Sunday cuz shortly after yeah. the slap uh, yeah. Jade, is it Jaden? Jaden. Yeah. He went on Twitter. He's like, "That's how we do it." That's how we do it. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I don't think they hate them, but I think I there's obviously some resentment there. Yeah. For I think the resentment goes back. If you're to a them, child of a movie star, you're just bound to be fucked up. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the resentment of them growing up with two celebrities and yeah. then basically not being them for their child, yeah. like being there for their childhood. I yeah. just yeah. That makes sense. I mean, but it, when you're in that, you should probably have more, more. Um, you know, more s- s- steady. What's the fucking word I'm thinking of? More stability. Uh, st- thank you, stability. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it. Ding, ding, when ding. we put our heads together, we're incredible. There you go. Uh, m- like more stability in their kids' lives, and instead they just gave them full chaotic yeah. control of their own, and that's not what kids need. Um, now, I mean, like, I'm let's, not a child. Let's face yeah. it, though. All of these people are just living in a world that is it's, so yeah. They live in a completely different universe yep. than us. Yep. But so. at the same time, like that's why it's it's surprising that I see so many people like yep that like you're not doing your woman any favors in jail or dead. Like you're not. That's not protecting yep. your woman. And that's you know? where you would have been if you were a normal person mm-hmm. in society. You would have been at least jail for the night. Um, so and your, your wife is going that. home by themselves. Yeah. Um, and then clearly you're going to be charged with assaults. Um, yeah. I I will say this I I think out of every uh, out of everybody that was involved I think Rock has taken the high ground I, I think he also needs some therapy let's get let's get Chris Rock some therapy please <laughs> yeah. that I think he's taken the high ground I think um, the the not pressing charges I think he himself just like every one of us is you, you know how Rock's gonna get his revenge I cannot wait. Yeah, it's gonna be for a that special. special. Yeah, it's gonna be a special. <laughs> but I, I, but I also think too is um, honestly before that happens, I hope they work it out though. Yeah, and I, I I think I think he clearly knows something is not right. Yeah, and 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 all these people that are saying, well, I would have sued him, and you don't, you, you, you weren't there. Um, like you mentioned earlier, these individuals know each other. Everybody in Hollywood's friends. Don't ever yeah. think that they're enemies or anything like that. They're all friends. They all go to the, the neighborhood barbecue. Like that's. They're friends. I'm like emancipation, Kayla. Thank you. That, Sorry. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's the word um, I was looking for. They're all friends. And clearly Rock has seen his friend act out of character as yeah. every other American saw. Um, I'd forgive you if you slapped me in the face, Josh. Oh, that's a freebie. Go. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, but we would you fight. We're not on the Oscars. We're not out of your mouth. <laughs> We're not on the Oscars, though, bro. I'm gonna hit you back. <laughs> um, so let's, as we try to wrap up this part of the conversation, um, I think it's not great for radio, but I think we're all in agreement. 
that it definitely could have been handled better. Mm-hmm. I think we are in agreement that two things can be true at the same time. We can say, hey, Chris, you probably shouldn't have told that joke. But there's no reason in hell to go off and slap somebody in the face. And, you know, we can also agree that translated into real life, like, it's it's even worse. And I I wanted to say, ladies, don't confuse that for love or your man protecting you. Because most likely it's him protecting his own ego, one. And I'm sorry, like, violence over words is a red flag for anybody. Because if you think that him hauling off and hitting a man because he used words means he wouldn't haul off and hit you because you use words, I'm telling you right now, you don't want to play that game. Like, anybody who has a temper that words would make him haul off and hit another man, he'll hit you too if you say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if a man who cannot control his emotions isn't going to differentiate, oh, that's that's a man versus my woman. Like, I'm telling you right now, that shit is toxic as fuck, and it's a definite red flag. Um, Let's see. We're covering all our things too. Um, so I, I know it sucks. Like we all agree, but that's why I was hoping Josh was still on the shit he was on on <laughs> Sunday. I no. wanted to, but I'd have slapped that motherfucker too. So, <laughs> it was, it was interesting. And I'm glad you brought that up because it was interesting. Cause I've read back over our text messages. I've actually gone back to a couple of friends I had on Facebook that their, their initial reaction was one thing. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, um, something else has changed. For example, Real quickly, there was, there was a person that I'm friends with. Um, he, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase the the paragraph we wrote, but it started out with, "I've lost all respect for Will Smith in those 20 seconds," mm-hmm. um, and, and basically just just shit on him for that whole paragraph. Yeah. The main thing was I lost all respect for him. I would have never done that, you know, whatever. And my comment that I put on most of the ones I saw was, to be honest with you, if I was in Will's shoes and I saw my wife's heartbroken face at the joke. I don't know how I would have reacted. I don't even know how I, most of us are sitting here saying we know how we would react. We have no idea. We weren't there. We don't know what's going on. We don't know the scenarios beforehand. Yeah. We don't know. Um, but that was mostly my argument was I, I don't know what you I would have done. Yeah. And then that same individual, um, what was that, Sunday? So yesterday or, or Tuesday, they made another post and they said, I wanted to clarify my thoughts. And it was very interesting that now he was like, you know what? Um, as somebody that has suffered a mental mental breakdown and a mental health, um, I think it's something that we need to put a microscope on. And I was like, yeah. so hashtag growth. Yeah, and I and I think I keep I keep talking about it. if there's there's one thing that we all I haven't learned from good old 2020 um, <laughs> is is mental mental health is probably the most important thing that none of us take care of. Absolutely, and. Um, I, I hope I, I hope all three of them can can um, talk it out. I'm I'm assuming that's probably going to his. I, I'm with you, Nick. I can't wait till the next Chris Rock's uh, special comes epic. out because it's going to be good. It's going to be epic. I also can't wait for the next Dave Chappelle because you know he's going to bring that <laughs> up. So yeah, um, man. Yeah, uh, the comedians have all had Chris Rock's back well, because yeah. they're going to have to deal with the. Like you said, he had somebody tried to come up on stage on his first show. What's going like, to happen now? Yeah, what, that opens the doors. It's going to be okay to go and slap a comedian. Like, yeah. when we and, me and Whitney went to a comedy show, and you know, comedians like to do crowd work, and we were at Paul and Derek's, which if anybody's never been there, it's a great place. It's a black-owned business, and it's mostly black people in there. We were the 
Only two. Actually, one of the guys brought a white girl with him. <laughs> but there was three white people in there, and two of them were me and my wife. And the comedian was, like, completely heckling us the whole time. Like, oh, I want to thank Becky and Derek for showing up today. <laughs> like, they were, great. it's fucking funny. Like, it was, and I, if we get to a place where a comedian can't do their job without having to worry about getting up and getting slapped, like, it's going to affect the product. It's going to change the way we do comedy. I think most of them, they're just going to get extra security and they're going to say whatever the fuck they want to. I, and I hope they do. Yeah. I, I shout out to comedians now because your job just got even harder. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So we actually didn't come to an agreement on what we were going to do for our specialty segment. Um, I think we should maybe do in line with what we just talked about because that's a moment we're never going to forget. Uh, I thought we could do top five moments in history that we just know we're never going to forget. Um, and these are not things that happen directly to us, like, i.e., birth of your child, that doesn't count. And I put here, I think 9-11 is a given, so let's leave that one off the list and see if we can come up with moments that, like, we're just never going to forget. Did anybody think about anything? <laughs> Did anybody think about that while we were in the, in the, in the beginning stages of starting the show? Hmm. Are you telling me you guys didn't read my notes? No, no, I did. I um, read it, I just... There's so... Hey... I always laugh. One of the things was reconciliation of Leah Thompson discussion, but I wanted Khan to be here for that. So we'll push that well, we still We still have to say something because people are going to still think Khan is an asshole until the next episode. <laughs> but he might be. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I don't think he minds. Like, that's no. why I love him on the show. Like, whether I agree with him or not, I want people who are going to speak their truth. <laughs> and we have the right to say, hey, we feel this way about what you said. And I think we should at some point. But, yeah, I wanted him to be here for that. What about Never Have I Ever? I didn't look up anything. My top five is going to be tough because I, I always laugh at the little joke that comes up and it's like us millennials are tired. We've been through two recessions and major wars. It doesn't have to be negative things, though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be negative things. <laughs> or we can just play another did, trivia game and give away something. something I don't that care. didn't happen to you? Like, yeah. you know, yourself? Oh, God. I, 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 I mean, I made the outline, so obviously I have mine. Maybe if you guys hear mine, it'll make you think of something. Oh, Let's does get it have a good, to be a big thing or just like anything? Anything that's happened that you're like, man, I remember when that happened, what I was doing, and it. I, okay, the I, same the same aspect as nine eleven, but not as dark. No. <laughs> yeah, I want to leave nine eleven off the list because I feel like that's a layup. Like, that's, well, this one's kind of dark too. It doesn't. Have, it's okay if it's okay. dark. I'm just saying nine eleven. Everybody, nobody's gonna forget that. Like, so I used to work at you know raw sushi. Wait, are you going now? Summer. Yeah. Oh, let's do an ad first. I'm sorry. Oh, let's okay, get, okay. I apologize. Well, fine. <laughs> this okay. is because that's going to be our specialty segment. <laughs> I apologize. Let's get a good for dudes ad real quick, and then Naomi's going to tell us about the raw sushi story. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Nick Stevenson again, fellas. This time I'm talking specifically to you, and I want you to know it's okay. You don't have to be embarrassed. I know you want your skin to look good. Now you haven't been taking care of your skin for years, and now every time you go to the coffee shop, they're offering you the senior discount now maybe you've wanted to take care of your skin but you just don't want to shop for products where your wife or your girlfriend gets her stuff well fellas why not just get your own stuff all you got to do is go to goodfordudes.com that's good the number four dudes.com that's right good for dudes offers a skincare product that is designed for men best part is it can be shipped right to your house fast and easy you want something to help prevent signs of aging like wrinkles and dark spots try wtf What's that? Simple. It just means wear on the face. After washing your face in the morning, apply WTF. 
After showering in the evening, apply WTF. If you've already got signs of aging, it's cool because this product will minimize those. And there's so much more. Just go see for yourself at goodfordudes.com. Once again, good, the number four, dudes, D-U-D-E-S, dot com. You want a promo code? Sure. Use the initials to this show, S-L-M-A-S. Smells like middle-aged spirit. And you'll get 10% off your order. What are you waiting for, Gramps? I mean, buddy, it's okay, guys. If you want to take care of your skin, just get your own stuff at goodfordudes.com. Alrighty, can you feel the anticipation of this story from Naomi? It's not going to be a good story. This is a moment that she will never forget. She says she don't know if she can come up with five, because I just kind of wanted to list off five things really fast, like not necessarily in detail, but she says she has to tell this story. So well, I am, you know, it's not too long of a story. I'm not a great storyteller. I am in anticipation you know, it's, of what you're going to say. It's, this is a moment you'll never forget. So it is definitely a moment I'll never forget. I remember exactly... I mean, what I was wearing and where I was and like no. the atmospheric conditions. I mean, it was, it was so, um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, wrong cue. I, I misread all that. My bad. What were you wearing? Naomi? What were you wearing? Naomi? I was coming home from work. So I was wearing my raw uniform. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that just sounds like you're wearing raw sushi, like R A W, on your body. Was it that kind of sushi place? That was a different night. Um, oh, but- <laughs> let me cue that. Let me cue that back up again. So, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was leaving raw sushi, and so I was cocktailing. So it was. I mean, I left Westheimer at like four in the morning, so it was probably about four thirty in the morning, and I'm back on our side of town at two twenty-five by like Firestone. Mm-hmm. Um. So, all of a sudden, and that time of night, like, there's not too many cars on the road. It's right before shift change. Like, it's not too packed at all. Um, so, I'm driving, and right over the hill, I there's a car on the opposite side going the wrong direction. Oh, shit. And... I remember I was like, there's no one around. And I was like trying to like honk. I don't know what I thought that would do. Mm-hmm. And right when that happened, I was I was so scared. I was like following this guy because he's like next to me. I'm on the right side of the road. He's next to me driving. And we go up another hill. And I'm like trying to flash my lights in case anyone's coming. Yeah. And, uh, and it happened. Head on collision right there next to me. It was right under the street lights. And I can like s- remember like the glass spraying into the air oh, and it God. was just i was, was mortified. Like a frozen moment in time and the worst part about it is that at the time my phone was broken i did not have a phone I, there was literally mm. like nothing i could have done and wow. so it was and i never even saw a story on the news or anything but i will never forget that because it just it scarred me for were the, life were the people man. okay Cause you said it was dark. I don't. I don't. You just drove off. Any, You're like, I don't want to look. <laughs> I don't think there's any way. I saw someone. You didn't stay and. No, did I saw. Did you witness oh. something and left? I there was. What Dude, do you want me to do? Cold blooded. Oh no, man. I saw that. What's the uh, statute of limitations on that? Can you look that up? <laughs> yeah, that's... I am way past it. But yeah. there was someone that pulled over behind me. Yeah, Naomi <laughs> trying to get those cops there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. And I don't see how anyone would have survived that. I mean, I was going, I must have been going at least 72 because I don't go less than that on the freeways. <laughs> mm. Do you need to talk? Do you need to go to therapy and talk about this? That seems pretty traumatic. No, I just talked about it. Just now. Okay. There you go. Podcast therapy, baby. <laughs> Boom. Josh, give yeah. me, it doesn't have to be five. Give me like some moments that are forever. Like you're going to remember that moment forever. Uh, mine would Are be... we going to put Will Smith slapping <laughs> uh, Chris Rock on that list? No. I feel like it's on there. Uh, no, maybe not the top five, but that's definitely on the list. It's on the list, but uh, the Righteous Gemstones I was watching was way better than that. But um, mine would be last year uh, when the Astros went to the World Series. Uh, me and my lovely wife were at game... Five, five of the ALCS. Of the ALCS. And um, I got to experience um, a playoff birth game, which was, or a World Series birth game, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool. You watched the trophy ceremony and everything? I did. We stayed through the whole thing. No. We were, I think we were the last people there. It was. That's cool. It, it was cool. <laughs> and and for those of you that don't know, when me and my wife got together, baseball was probably the furthest thing from I I liked baseball. It wasn't something I followed. Yeah. Um, my dad and mom would take me to the games when their jobs would give them tickets, like yeah. most jobs back in the day. Um, and most of those tickets were right at the top where you could almost touch the Astrodome roof. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, me. The rainbow section. The rainbow section, <laughs> yeah. Um, but Actually, there was one little strip above the rainbow section. You remember that? I don't know if people were allowed what, to sit there. 25 cents? Like, <laughs> there was like cheap. one little strip of. Like gray seats or something. Oh, at the very top. Yeah, at the, the very very top. Yeah, I don't know if people were allowed to sit. No, there. they weren't. They were. Um, I can't remember what they're called now. Um, I'll forget it. But you probably had to get oxygen to sit up there, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the one thing that's really cool about me and my wife's marriage is we we grew the love of baseball in 2017, Together. which would be one of my other top five is watching the Astros go to the World Series and win. Yeah. Um, and ever since that season, even before we did the World Series, at, baseball now is like in our household. Like I don't even. It, this is coming from somebody. I'm gonna get so much hate when I say this out loud. Coming from somebody that has a Dallas Cowboys tattoo, I watch more Astros games at this point than I do watch Dallas, which is yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, sports is a, especially like in 2017, Harvey was there. 2020 it was. No, we went in 2019, which is right before COVID. But and then last year, you know, I, I'll never forget Harvey. Um, I yeah. live in Dickinson, so the stuff that I was seeing was the stuff, the the, the stuff that I was seeing firsthand was the stuff that most yeah. people were watching on the TV screen, right? Um, yeah. Which that was a crazy time. Man. Harvey was yeah. surreal, honestly. You know, like the, I went, the, I went. City. <laughs> yeah. It was the people who nutty. live here get it, but like, if you have you ever driven on like the six ten. 45 exchange mm -hmm. as you're doing it and think about the fact that that entire I have, motherfucker yeah. was underwater. You see like the signs and I'm like, God, you look up so at how high, water. like yes. that is fuck dude. That has to be like 50, 60 feet of water. Yeah. Like that is insane. That shit was completely underwater. And when you drive under it, you're like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. It, it, if there was ever one thing in my life that extremely humbled me and, and made me grateful for everything that I have, that would be that time. I, yeah. I remember God, course, I some really course, dark ones, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So you, 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 you know, this, 
working in the plants, they don't care if it's flooded or not. They're asking what nah. time you're going to be at work. Yeah. And I remember having to drive down 517 once it was clear and seeing everybody's life yeah. by the by, yes. by the street. And I had to, that, that will be forever etched in my mind piles of debris like taller than their homes yeah like every everything they had in their life like even if you would say they were 25 year olds 25 years worth of life out by the street it was yeah it was absolutely insane i'll never forget that forever and on a lighter note like we got really fortunate and i got to see the for people who don't live in houston if you're on the outside you know peace Scott, shout out to you in uh in alaska and i know we have some viewers in other parts of the country but i want you guys to know that when harvey hit the feds didn't show up for like a week like yeah, did they show up at all yeah, <laughs> yeah. the feds didn't show up like yeah for a week and we had this city back up and running for the most part as soon as the water subsided like we had this shit back up and running with like in a couple of days it was houston helping houston. and the humanitarian effort yeah. that's what i'm saying like we got a chance to donate to a church, one of the churches in Pasadena. And I'm talking about rows of cars, like as far as you could see pulling up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the unfortunate part about that is sometimes there can be too much giving. And um, there's probably a lot of that stuff that went to waste, unfortunately. And I know they try to do their best to not allow that to happen. But I mean, to, to see the way that Houston came together. And I always said this at the time, you know, whenever you're pulling somebody out of the water and you're reaching your hand out to them, you didn't stop and be like, "Wait a minute, who'd you vote for?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, do do you do you pray? You know, who do you pray to? Or what's your religion? Like, you saw a human being sitting in the water, and I'm talking about of all races, all religions, all creeds. It didn't matter. You saw somebody in need, and I was really proud of our city at that time, man. Because I've lived in places where that probably wouldn't. Have, I've lived in Los Angeles. I've lived in some places where like. And that I'll, probably wouldn't have gone down that way. I'll go a step further, and and this may be a whole other topic, but this is why I always get very defensive about the whole 2017 World Series. Um, mm-hmm. I think at that time, the city needed that the most. I don't care if you're a Yankees fan. I don't care if you're a Dodgers fan. I don't. This city had already been through hell. They yeah. saw their team make it to the World Series. And for them it was to a good win it here, the, the, the other thing that I always remember is a picture of uh, somebody sitting in their house, no sheetrock, nothing, no insulation. They're sitting on an ice chest, and they have their TV with bunny ears, and they're watching the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only hope in that picture was watching their home team yeah. take bring home yeah. – the World Series trophy. It was, I a will bit, always, it was a little bit of joy. Yes, I will always. I don't care what happened. The city at that yeah. time needed that needed it the most. So, twenty seven World Series is on my list. It's like one of those moments. Like, I was, I've been watching the Astros since I was a little kid. And two thousand five, like, I wasn't a kid. I was a very young adult, and like that whole that whole thing broke my heart. From Pujols in the NLCS. Like, I literally, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Like, I was so mad and so hurt. Like, I got teary-eyed. And, like, my daughter's mother, who was my wife at the time, she, like, did not understand. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, <laughs> you know, it, it was pool holes over lids. You know, that that ball's probably still flying if, oh, yeah. if the roof had been open. <laughs> like, that ball would still be going right yeah. now. <laughs> um, so, like, I thought about all the playoff losses. I thought about 
1999 when we got Randy Johnson and we were supposed to win the World Series and we lost in the first round um, to fucking San Diego because it was some janky schedule where, uh, what was the Padres pitcher's name? I'm blanking on Kevin Brown pitched game one and three. <laughs> like, how the fuck? Yeah. And that, it's a five-game series. And he pitched game one and three and just completely... I'm going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, but, like, the 90s and 2000s Astros were just fucking choke artists. Biggio, Bagwell, they never did anything in the playoffs. I love them. You know, regular season, they were great. But so to finally overcome that hump, I remember watching TV. I didn't get to go to the game or anything, but my wife's watching it with me. She fell asleep. (laughs) Like, at the last out, I'm like, so excited i'm like but i'm still trying to be quiet and she kind of wakes up and she's like did i miss it and i was like yeah you missed it she's like oh man oh i I remember where we were we were on 45 south uh going to the academy right there behind oh you were going to get your shirt already right behind fries see people like you because that that's the shit that baseball is a very superstitious (laughs) sport and you don't all those people who are lining up outside, like, we have not had the final out yet. No, if no, they no. had scored six runs in the ninth inning and no, won no. that game, I would have been blaming people just like you. We were in the truck with the <laughs> thing on, with the game on, listening to the whole time. Yeah. And they, the catch was made as we were pulling into Academy. That's cool. And watching everybody, like, because obviously everyone's out there in the cold holding their phones because yeah. this is October, you know. Cold if is you guys would have jinxed our World Series. No. You remember when Greg Abbott jinxed the Astros in 2015? Yes, I do. That's why I still hate that guy. Um, anyways, <laughs> That's but the yeah, only 27, why you hate that guy? 2017 uh, World Series. Minor, some are minor sports related. Uh, Rockets back-to-back championships. I was a little kid, bro. Like, you don't even know. Yeah. Like, I was a little kid, and everybody at my school was Bulls fans, and I hated them. And, like, I was the only kid who was the nerd who was a Rockets fan because being a Bulls fan was cool back then. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, dude, like, and then, the you know, the, watching the parade on TV, like, it's funny when you're a little kid, the stuff that you remember, like, I'm never going to forget that. Uh, man, I guess I should have ended with the happy ones because there's some dark ones. The Sandy Hook shooting. My daughter was the same age as those kids in the same grade. I think it was first graders. Bro, that shit fucking just thinking about it now (laughs) like that shit ate me the fuck up Mm -hmm. that shit ate me the fuck up and it's ironic that i read today because you know those parents they all filed a lawsuit against alex jones the Infowars guy yeah because he had been putting out this conspiracy that all those parents were method actors i'm sorry not method actors um crisis actors and that it was all a hoax and that all of the only reason that was the left wing trying to do gun control or whatever. And can you imagine like my daughter lived in Alabama and I lived in Texas at the time. So I didn't get to see her. And like when that shit happened, I'm like calling her mom. Like I wanted to talk to her. Like I I just need to hear her voice. That, that shit was crazy, man. And I'm never going to forget that moment, unfortunately, (laughs) but um, I'm so glad that these people, I think Alex Jones tried to settle with them for like 1600 bucks each. And they were like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like you about to, we're about to get in your pocket, bro. 
this dude made like 165 million dollars just on his supplements last year so those people are about to get broke off in their defamation suits um so you said that one one for me which still gives me anxiety every once in a while would be the dark knight shooting that one too Mm -hmm. but when i went to go see the dark knight i couldn't help but think about that while i was in the like i was in the movie theater and i was Mm -hmm. like because I some of the re- movie some the of the reports had come out about about where they were in the movie when that shit happened, so like when it got to that part, like it was, mm-hmm. it was a surreal feeling. Yeah, like I'll, uh, I'll never forget that because even when I watch that movie now, I get that feeling like oh yeah, that was tough because there was I mean there was children in that theater too, which why uh, I don't I don't want to do that I don't want to victim blame. <laughs> Like, why would you have... I think there was a child that was in a baby car seat that ended up getting shot and killed. And that movie was like a midnight showing or some shit like that. Like yeah. Why you'd have your kid there, but... I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah, um... What's the other one? Oh, um... I'm gonna lump these three together. When Michael Jackson died, mm. when Prince died, mm. and I'll throw Kobe in there. That shit was... Kobe was... Yeah, Whitney texts me. She's like, "Did you hear Kobe died?" And I was like, "Kobe who? <laughs> I don't know Kobe. Definitely not Kobe Bryant." Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> that one in Prince. That there's been very few mu- musical artists. Um, I, yeah, I, cried, I cried when Prince died. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and keep it real. I will. I cried when Prince died. Hashtag greatest Super Bowl ever. Um, <laughs> I cried when Heath Ledger died, and yeah. the Crocodile Hunter. Oh, yeah. the Crocodile Hunter. That one, that one. See, yeah. I, as a music that man, I, I, when I saw the news, Prince, just like this past week, if y'all didn't know. Um, yeah. Uh, the drummer for Foo Fighters. For Foo Fighters. Yep. We still don't know what happened, but. I don't know who he is. Like, but yeah, I can imagine if you're a fan of them. Like, yeah. that shit's like shocking. I, it, for me, I don't, there's very few artists. Going to music artists. I love when we go on tangents. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> I think one of the ones Prince is up there. Prince is definitely up there. Are we getting any love in the chat? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure we get to them too. Yeah, we have a couple. We'll, we'll yeah, let, back up. You, you hadn't finished. Um, Prince is definitely on my list. Um, for me, one of the artists that still stings me to this day because I, this is going to sound cheesy, but music is music. Um, this person's music helped me through a lot when I was younger, going mm-hmm. through my teenage years. Um, when I got the news that Chester Bennington died, that was probably the most gut wrenching punch I had ever heard. Ex- Especially because it was suicide, like that. It, it, but it, what, what aggravated me was people were like, "Oh my God, I didn't know he was so depressed." And I was like, "I don't know what Lincoln Park albums you've been listening to, yeah. but clearly not Lincoln Park." Even yeah. even now, when I when I hear that music, it just it it hits home because. You know that he was struggling with depression to, and, and mental health the entire time, mm-hmm. and yeah. he could not conquer it in the end, and that it, it breaks my heart. It, it haunts me the, the the photo that his wife posted the day before he he yep. committed suicide, yep. and he is laughing. He looks and on so the beach happy and, and with his family, and yeah, it just yeah, I know. I mean, it sounds it sounds cheesy. We don't know these people. I don't. I yeah. don't know Chester, but if if I were to ever yeah, the the three that I him. mentioned are just the ones that like I remember where I was when I found out Michael Jackson died. Like, I was a huge Michael Jackson fan as a kid, 
and even as an adult, um, we, we've seen the dances. Yeah, yeah. And then Prince, <laughs> I like. I cried when Prince died. Like I just, I did too. I, I texted I my mom. Prince. I was yeah, like, "Did you I, know Prince just died?" Yeah, <laughs> which is so weird because like I don't know him, but like you feel Robin Williams too is another oh. one that that shit ate me up. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, Robin another Williams, one. Robin Williams was one of those dudes like you felt like you knew him. But you be, know, it's like what yeah, Josh was saying. Yeah. It's like you know these these people, these musicians, actors, whoever, whomever they may be, uh, they help us through times you know yeah. whatever we're going through so it feels you know they have a special place in our hearts yeah and most comedy is born through pain i've heard that said a lot and I'm that was <laughs> with the robin williams thing that was yeah. that was big time I'm, um god why are mine so dark i'm, I'm glad you just brought up robin williams because it just it just popped in my head mm-hmm. the single greatest cameo that he's ever done have you ever seen his cameo in friends no. No. So he has a cameo in Friends, and it's a cold opening, and it's it's the Friends crew. They're all sitting there, and something's happened to um, Monica. Something something's happened. And she's trying to sell it, or trying to sell the group. And Billy Crystal and Robin Williams walk through the cafe <laughs> door, and the iconic joke, iconic duo. Oh, and and if you re- read on this, everything that they are about to say is a hundred percent unscripted yeah they said hey walk in the cast are going to react to you this is your scene and they go in and robin williams orders a coffee and he's talking about how he thinks his 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 wife is cheating on him with a with a gynecologist and (laughs) and billy crystal's like how you know it's a gynecologist oh because he has access and like it's this back and forth banter and finally it's revealed that billy crystal is the gynecologist and he's like, he's like, it's you. He goes, we're done, we're done. And they walk, and it is the single greatest cameo. If you haven't seen it, it is, it is the. I guess thing. that's worth putting on an episode of Friends. Oh no! I was about to say I, I've maybe watched yeah. like I love Friends. I guess it's worth one and on a episode half episodes. I'll, I'll have to show you when it's over. You will laugh, but it is. Uh, okay, I don't know how many I mentioned, but there is. Uh, I think I had one more. Um, don't worry, I'm gonna scroll. You have some time. I'm gonna scroll up in these chats and we'll read some of these for you yeah um yeah i guess i i, I mean i guess there's a lot but i would say like um the itc fires oh shit Ooh, my shit. my husband <laughs> was working that whole time speaking of works, shit we've gone through in the last three four years he works clearly like, nick has not thought about it <laughs> he worked like half a mile from that and he had like just started his shifts when it happened so and, I mean, he was required to stay there. They were on lockdown half the time. I mean, it was. You got me was, fucked up. Yeah. It was yeah, crazy. I didn't. I, I mean, obviously, I, I work at ITC, so I couldn't go. <laughs> did not sleep, like, that whole time. And then yeah. that was coming off a of spring break. So then the kids didn't go back to school forever. The next year. Well, COVID happens yes, for spring break. So then I was like, man. Spring break sucked spring for, like, three years first, in a row. <laughs> for real. We had fun spring this break last sucked. spring break. I'm not yeah. gonna, you know, not I would wood. say. <laughs> Let me put on this list, and I know I said not something that happened to you, but it's really fascinating. I encourage you, if you guys go back and listen to episode 14, 15 of the show, it's just funny to look back like when we didn't know what COVID was. We quarantined for those episodes, so Chris Clark was on the phone. Like We didn't even want to come in each other's house. Yeah. That's how, like, and anytime we had a guest, they were on the phone. Like That's how we didn't know what was happening. That's how the world was so panicked at that time, and... I remember having a conversation with our guests and we're like, hey, man, we're going to get through this. We just got to stick together, which I think none of us anticipated that the pandemic would 
be as long as it was, you know. And a lot of times now I wonder, like, how much of that – I mean, I think what a lot of people were mad that we shut down, but I think America was in let's be better safe than sorry because we didn't really understand. I think there was and, a lot of the world. Right, and – a lot of people who, like, I'm, I don't want to go off on another tangent, but people are like, oh, the CDC, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Information, they're changing their mind every other week. Well, that's because we didn't know what the fuck this was. And, like, as you do research, like, you get a better understanding. And, we, you know, that's why we went from you got to quarantine for 15 days to I think now if you get COVID, like, you just wait three days and you can go back to work. Like, but it took getting to know the shit. But I'll never forget, like, still trying to do the show and, like, it was just a weird time. Like, the whole COVID period, like, it's one of those times we're going to look back on and be like, that was just wild shit, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the whole world shut the fuck down. Like, think about that. Like, everything just completely yeah. shut the fuck down. No, I've when, never been a part of anything like that. When the world shut down, like, it was a few short months after that, and, like, I royally checked out, like, yeah. I stopped doing work. I stopped talking to friends. I, I just, I was done. The fucking kids were home. Yeah. Driving yeah, you up the walls. Yeah. I, <laughs> I checked out. I stayed I, I, in bed I, or on the couch the whole day. I the moms like, who stayed home and taught their kids. I want to give y'all a very special shout out. My oh, wife included. Cause that shit. I, the couple, I work a DuPont schedule. So sometimes I was the teacher and I'm sure my kids hated when I was at home being teacher. Oh, yeah. They're like, where the fuck is mom? <laughs> uh, yeah. Because it was yeah. completely different. It, like, she had a schedule. They're like, you're going to eat breakfast at this time. You're going to do math at this time. You're going to do English. Oh, yeah. Me, I was like, uh, all the shit's in the fridge. Y'all know where it's at. Uh, I'm going to play Call I of Duty. I tried doing that. And I had little stations set up and everything. And it yeah. was like, my daughter was in kindergarten. So, oh, like, God bless they would you. send assignments. And she, she couldn't read the directions. She didn't, I had to explain everything to her. I had to go through all of that with her. My son, he would just be real quick and be like, okay, I'm done. And I'm like, bullshit, let me see that. And if he was I, like, see, 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 all the way down. And I'm like, you piece of shit. Hey, that gives you a 70% chance of passing. <laughs> oh, God. He read that story too, huh? If I'd have had a kindergartner, I'm not going to lie, we would have been back to old school kindergarten. Like, I'm going to feed you some graham Yo. crackers and you're going to watch The Fox and the Hound. Seriously. All, <laughs> and then take a nap. All the wine. All the wine. Yeah. 9.30 in the morning. I've got no shame. Come at me. <laughs> what you got on the chat? You got so, to share? I want to make sure I get the name correct. What was you and Ricardo's friend's name that re recently passed away? Deuce. Deuce. So, uh, Ricardo put the moment Deuce left my house for the last time, being oh, the last shit, person man. to see him before he passed away a couple of hours later. Yeah. Um, Mr. That P shit was crazy when he told yeah. me that, like, and, he, and the fact that Deuce left his hat, Deuce never was did not have his hat. Like, Deuce always had his hat on. And when I saw that he had left his hat at Ricky's house that night, that shit hit different, man. Yeah. yeah, that's one I won't forget, too. That's that's insane. Um, chopping up with P. Scott said it's like the Saints after Katrina. Um, yeah. When, when they were referring to uh, the Astros. Yep. yep. That, yeah. That, that NFL season after that was very uh, emotional. That was, I would say that was probably more devastating than Harvey because there's people who live here in Houston now that just Still never. Display. They could yeah. never go back. Yeah. They could never go back. Like well, They had to stay here. There's still houses there that still have giant x's on them like that's yeah that, yeah that's condemned homes yeah. yeah um we got another one from ricardo it says the excitement that every time he told his mom they were going to an astros game yeah that's sweet uh we got another one ricky that, and his mom were like first of all his mom is one of the sweetest people 
ever met in this world. And Ricky's one of us, man. He's a mama's boy too. So <laughs> hey, I love mama's boys. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, mama's boys make good husbands. They do. Um, got another one that says, I'll never forget Music City Musical as a Bills fan. The Music City Miracle? Yep. Yeah, that didn't go your way, P. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, I bet. Ooh, that's, man, we could do this, like, heartbreaks, like sports heartbreaks, or, like, just times you were, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I want to thank everybody in the chat. I saw there was a lot in the chat. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and participating in the conversation it, makes it, so much it would be fun. really cool if some of y'all would call too um but yeah we didn't do that <laughs> no i'm just saying like you guys can call the spirit line if if you guys really want to be heard Cl in the clover future. just joined the chat there he is there he's he like is. where's my coffee hey clover i literally drove past where i was planning to meet you to give you that coffee <laughs> a little behind the curtains here and i looked in the, and i was like oh shit uh i brought a sugar and not a sugar free, but I still got you, bro. Did you just drive past him and not say anything to him? No, I. Oh, I told him. <laughs> he, he was like, no, no, "Damn, no. I got the wrong coffee. I'm not even going to see him." <laughs> no, I didn't leave him hanging. So I was when I on the way to Dallas. I told him I was going to hit him up on the way back, and I wanted to meet him at like the uh, Cypress Wood or. I can't remember the name of the street. Oh man, he from my side of town. Uh -oh. Yeah, yeah. He's now a, we got people in the chat asking what the number is, Nick. Um, are we forwarded? Did I ever unforward? Uh, I don't know. Here, Guys, I'm okay. I want you to no, I want you to take down the number. Go ahead and yeah, throw the graphic. I don't think our phones are forwarded tonight because we did not anticipate any calls. But the next time we do a show and you guys want to get in on the conversation, and or if you want to get a chance to win some stuff, like we want to do contests, save like, that number. You your guys phone. call the spirit line. Save it in your phone. Put it on speed dial. That's an old reference. Is speed dial even a thing? It is. Save it as booty <laughs> call and see what not. happens. There you go. <laughs> I don't think speed dial is a thing. It is. I mean, on the what phone like that. Dial? Yeah, it's speed dial. What is it's not on dial? your. It's not on your cell phone, is it? Just speed dial is on your cell phone? Favorite. That's not speed dial. That's speed dial. You know what speed dial is? Hey, look here. I mean, all of your phone numbers are in a cell phone or speed dial now. Like yeah. back in the day, you can only punch in numbers, so you had to save a couple... Oh, that, that's oh, that's the phone. It looks like we're forwarded. Oh no, no, we're definitely nope. not forwarded. Hang on, <laughs> not forwarded. hang on one second. Who's calling? <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Um, I've just forwarded the phones. Whoever, I think that was Clover James calling about this coffee. But anyways, guys, if you're on the chat, everybody who's listening, like we freaking love you. Thank you so much for supporting us. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. We want to hear more from you guys when you call in on the spirit line and when you chat. It makes you part of the crew. Like you are a member. Of the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast. And so, uh, you guys, please continue to do that. Please, if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Share. Tell your friends about the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast. Please. That's what we need you guys to do. And that's how we're going to keep this thing going, expanding, hopefully growing our audience, and being able to give you better content. And let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Get on I the mean, Spirit Sniffers page. Talk all your shit. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And, uh, yep. And you guys go listen to Chopping It Up with P. Scott. There's our call. Chopping It Up with P. Scott. Uh, it's a very, and he did a very good podcast on the whole Will and Chris Rock thing as well. He talks about sports. He talks about life. It's a very good podcast. His voice, silky smooth. Um, I wish he lived in Houston. He'd be part of our show too. Silky smooth. Um, so do we have this caller yet? No, I think he hung up. Or maybe you hung up on him. I didn't Aww. see anything pop up. <laughs> We're connected. So whenever you want to call. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we're wrapping up the show. So maybe call next week. I don't know. Let's see. I promise you I'll get your coffee, Clover. And if anybody else wants coffee, once again, we're delivering that locally. So that's a good segue. Let me wrap this thing up by telling you once again and reminding you the ways you can support the show are to shop at the Spirit Swag Store, spiritswagstore.com. Um, you can go and leave us a tip in our tip jar, which once again, you'll find in the description of and the show notes of either the um, video that you're watching or the podcast that you're listening to. Um, or you can once again buy the coffee. Do we have this caller? You're on the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast. Mr. Clover James, are you here to verbally slap me in the face? <laughs> uh, actually, I'm sitting Will Smith over. <laughs> uh, there he is. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, Chris Rock seemed like, I mean, he stood there pretty solid. Maybe Will Smith doesn't hit as hard as we thought he did. I mean, he was a fake ass, Ollie. He wasn't the real thing. What's going on with you, man? Thank he you so was much. just trying to process whether or not it was a joke or not. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. But I'm just saying, like, if I hit somebody, I want them to fall and, like, start crying. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like I ain't do shit. You know what it reminded me of? You ever have that dream where you're trying to punch the shit out of somebody, but you can't? Nope, that's just you. you. You've never had that? <laughs> okay, guys, like chat. Yeah. Chat, help me out. Somebody's had a dream where you're trying to hit somebody, but, like, your arms feel like wet noodles and you just can't do it. Am I the only one who's had that dream? That's not the only time my hands feel like wet noodles. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to punch somebody and Jesus then you don't yeah, you don't even have hands. Hands. <laughs> the stranger. Hey, I don't know what's up. And then you try to headbutt them, and then it's like, what the right? Fuck? I said it was either it was it was either a um the stranger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, it was either a bad dream or a bad acid trip, right? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think if this conversation says anything, is that we all need therapists in our dreams. probably probably yeah, yeah absolutely. I yeah. I am an advocate of therapy. So I want to apologize to you, Clover. Uh, I am going to get your coffee to you. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to text you when we're done with the show, and let's figure out when we can link up Bruh. and get that coffee delivered. <laughs> you know what's funny is that just, la- was it yesterday? You guys were like, I think we have uh, people who we owe merch to that we haven't given to. And Clover's the only one, by the way. I've given everyone else okay. everything that they've That's earned. Good. Uh, if we owe you merch, let us know. <laughs> no, that's bullshit. Because people are going to be like, oh, yeah, you were supposed to give me uh, that $60 shirt that Josh has. Yeah. You told me you'd give me that for free. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the only that one. Shit that shit ain't happening. That shit ain't happening. Actually, actually, there is one person that doesn't have their merch yet. Who's that? Kayla? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on that. Oh. We're working on that. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, before we get too, way too off on a tangent, we hope you'll join us again next week. We are hoping to have a special guest. I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to jinx it, but it's going to be a very good episode. We appreciate you guys joining us again. I want to thank all of our sponsors, uh, Stephen Terry Past Elimination. I want to thank Upscale Roofing, and I want to thank GoodForDudes.com. You guys go check out those companies. They're all wonderful, and you tell them that this smells like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast sent you. Oh, Clover's going to go out with us. Oh, Clover's going to go fact, out with us. Ma- yeah, Clover's going to go out with us. This is what we're going to do. Um, let's get back to the old school uh, the old school outro, okay, for the sake of um, all of the, that we love in this studio. So for our wonderful producer of this podcast, Joshua Beard, my name's Nick Stevenson. And I'm Naomi Richardson. <laughs> Clover, yes. hit him. Clover, hit him with that. We'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Hopefully something will happen like Leonardo DiCaprio will punch Johnny Depp. To the <laughs> Middle Age Spirit Podcast.
For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to visit spiritswagstore.com for everything you need to rep your favorite podcast in style. 